And we're back. Yo, yo, yo. The Howlers Podcast here. Uh, it's been a while. We took a little bit of a hiatus just to the holiday. Um, hope everyone had a great one with their family, uh, friends and family. Hope you stayed safe. Um, Tristan was not here today. I'll be taking anchor. Um, he is still in Rochester, but he sends his best regards. Um, yeah, guys, let's start it off. Beers, what are we drinking? Connor? Let's do it. Um, I'm drinking Treehouse. You know, I was going to go for a lighter beer today just because holiday had me worn down and whatnot, but it's the same Julius, just the IPA, staple treehouse beer, um, good as always, and um, looking forward to enjoying this one, so. Jay, you want to, I mean, I'm drinking a Julius too, so I guess there's not much more. Uh, much I'm drinking a White Claw, but I'm like six deep, because <laughs> tomorrow's New Year's, and I don't have work tomorrow, Jay's so. takes come with we're a on, disclaimer. We're on vacation mode still. Um, I'm on vacation right now. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I work, I work this week. New Year's but. Eve tomorrow. Yeah, guys, hope you all have a great New Year's Eve. Stay safe out there. Um, we don't have points. We usually do points in the beginning. Um, we'll get them. We're going to get them at the end. We'll get them at the end for you guys. We'll probably, it's more suspenseful that way. Yeah. And uh, for anybody listening, to keep you in the loop, we're going to count Boxing Day and this past week's, correct? Yep. Perfect. Midweek matches and Boxing Day. Uh, and that structures our podcast a little bit differently today just because of those games. Um, we're going to be doing um, this episode similar to one of our last ones where we just go from top to bottom, recapping uh, which which each team is at and where they sit and what we should expect from those teams going forward. So to kick it off, we start with Norwich coming off two losses, um, one on Boxing Day and one the other day. So... Um, this Norwich team, man, uh, they they had the little boost um, coming in with um, Dean. Mike, Dean. Mike Dean or Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Jeez. Mike, Mike Dean's the referee. Mike, Mike Dean doesn't help any team out unless no, you're Man U. He's not even dishing red cards out anymore. Um, but, yeah, Dean, Dean Smith, I mean, they came in. They got a little lift when they came in, but now this team doesn't do much. They don't, they don't score goals, and they concede goals like crazy. I mean, what they concede, they conceded five and three, so and I mean the second Arsenal that was that was a well played game, but um, by the opponent. But I mean to concede three against Palace without Gallagher, like that's this Norris doesn't have much to show for. They sit bottom. Their goal differential is terrible, and uh, I mean they're going down. They're just not scoring. But the one thing that I saw, I mean the bottom of the table is still really tight. Um, they do sit last with ten points, and just above them, Newcastle and Burnley are with 11 points. So, I mean, just above that, Watford at 13. So there's room to, like... But of all the teams... Tristan always says that you get a couple wins on your belt and, like, your team... I know. But he also says, Norwich, rock bottom, bro. (laughs) Norwich Norwich are a yo-yo club, which I I feel like they're the furthest from it. Like, you even see the other clubs, lower-level clubs, put in performances against certain sides, but, like, Norwich is just falling flat. They don't do anything. anything ever. Yeah. Dude, Todd Cantwell, like, for as much as good he was in, like, EPL, like, I, I haven't know. heard a, no. I haven't heard one, like, not goal, not even a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I haven't heard not anything about moment. the kid. I mean, I, I think he was hurt against Palace. I don't think he's played really much has he, like, He's been injured. Has he been in, Like, I haven't even seen him on the team yeah. sheet at all. Like, I haven't seen a highlight of him. Like, I think I he's just been, seen, usually he's good on the ball, something, but. We debate about underwhelming players earlier. He's a player that's underwhelming. But has he played? <laughs> no, he play, I th- he's he's played. Yeah. He just goes ghosting games because there's like Gilmore. They have Billy Gilmore, who's been 
I mean, he's, he's had his moments. Flat. He's been he's been he's he's been catching flat, but I think he's been pretty steady as an overall. Yeah, but, but I think a lot of those players. They have those young players that like could shine for them, and it yeah. doesn't seem that they're really doing what people expected. I mean, yeah, they brought they brought in um, Josh Sargent, and like he hasn't gotten he hasn't. I don't think he scored yet. Yeah, I mean they have good. They have Max Aaron's also at right back. Yeah. Um, they bought Kabak, obviously yeah. former Liverpool he had player. A foul, and he's a player that was like touted as a new youngster coming in. He was playing at Liverpool. People were like, "Oh, he's a player that could break into something and become." something but i guess it's just you go to norwich and that it's, all changes. it's kind of like a hard situation i, I mean it, i think it's kind of rough when like clubs like send their youngsters to like basically like debilitating clubs <laughs> yeah. and they're like do something like brandon okay. williams yeah also like, there like it's kind of i i feel like it's kind of hard when they do that like it's like obviously they get playing time because the club's so ass but they're also like what do you really gain from playing in an ass club you yeah. just, you it's just, hard to measure a player off of that. Yeah, your I confidence. Mean, look, at, yeah. look at Gallagher. Gallagher was a factor last season, and we we noticed him a little bit at West Brom, but it was more just his energy. It wasn't necessarily like his world class ability. Yeah. But then you see him at a just a bit more of a qualified side in Palace, much more this season. But like now, look what he's doing. You know what I mean? So like, say Gilmore makes a jump to I don't know a mid table team like. Then he'd probably be he'd probably be balling up people off the pitch. Yeah, like you can't just send your player with a club with no structure. Like it's different. Like when like when Chelsea sold Tamari and went to Milan, like that's a like even though like they've been in like some stuff in the past, like it's a structured club with a structured manager. Like when they when Jovic was sent back from Madrid to Frankfurt, he scored goals. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, like you can't just send like Kabak to. Norwich and expect him to do something. So, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's a like a count like count him out player like he's definitely yeah, and like not uh, saying like people are putting this expectation on him but it's yeah. kind of hard to be like man like Kabak's like it's just because where, he was, where <laughs> yeah. he was last year like going to Liverpool and like obviously a lot of clubs were fishing for him from Schalke so yeah I mean um, he, yeah he's young and touted was going down too so. yeah there yeah he's been in, he's at, and then he went to a hurt Liverpool side that was struggling to he and, he, and, he, and he stopped yeah he stepped yeah, up for the most part but he played really well for us but. so I don't know a lot of youngsters at Norwich and I think I mean, in my opinion, they still have a chance to fight it out of there, but I don't think they're going to just to get a consistent. Dean Smith would have to do something pretty. Yeah. That's the only reason. Drastic. That's the only reason why I can see them getting out is because they have some youngsters and Dean Smith. Obviously, has Premier League experience. They need Pookie back too. Pookie was hurt the last game. Yeah, I don't know if it was COVID or I don't know if it was injuries, but you're probably going to hear us saying that a lot on this podcast. COVID and injuries. Yeah, on, we don't know what the situation is with certain players because it's just been such a mess. But yeah, we move on. Newcastle sit 19th uh, with 11 points, coming off a 4-0 loss. They didn't play boxing yet, but they played the weekend before, um, and they played against City, lost 4-0, and then they just drew United 1-1, which was a great game, I think. Um, two players I want to point out, in my opinion, were St. Maxi and Jolaton. Um, they, their link-up, I think, this season has been really... It's been fun to watch because they're both pretty creative. And Jolaton, too, because he's, he's starting to kind of like, you know, rebuild some... Credibility back strikers role, yeah, which and is crazy. Yeah, credit to Eddie Howe for for realizing getting, that for getting that for getting that out of him. I mean, and you he's saw, revamping his game. By you doing saw it. you saw Sean Longstaff's post match interview because um, he was getting a lot of stick, but I agree with that. But I also disagree because like there's players that you talk about like you know training players, people that only perform in training and they can't you know replicate it on the pitch. Yeah. And I think that sticks like the stick he got is deserved to an extent. Because with mm-hmm. the price tag and and yes, he's good in training, but can he do that on right. on the day? And I think there's part of like 
a new country, a new style of play. It was under Steve Bruce football, which is not pretty. So he did have factors against him, and hopefully Eddie Howe can get the best out of him, and hopefully they stay up because I think Eddie Howe sees like value in him and will obviously he's still pretty young, right? He's like twenty five, yeah, he's mid twenties, and yeah. he's got ta- like he, I mean, he was he's like he's sleek on the ball. He's a player that's like his technical for, for for how big he yeah, is. Yeah, his technical like, ability. It, it might be good seeing him without like taking him out of that leading striker role. Um, where he's expected to score goals might be good for him because he does have that creative bil- on-ball ability. He's 25. He's, he's talented. Um, he's strong, physical. So he fits a Premier League player MO, but like when he was playing the lead striking role and he didn't score goals, like then it's like everyone was looking at him and being like, like this guy's got to score goals. Like they paid this much money for him. He he has some creative ability, but he's getting tons of chances that he's not putting in the way. So like taking a bit of a pressure off, putting him um, in a different position on the field. I think I think that's huge for them. But then yeah, I mean St. Maxi is unplayable. Yeah, <laughs> that goal against United was, <laughs> was gorgeous. Good. Yeah, he showed United what's what's good. Um, it's just incredible what he's been doing, and I'm curious to see if he leaves. I hope he leaves, but. I don't know if Newcastle can afford to let him go. So, yeah, uh, I don't. I think he'll leave if they get relegated. But um, I don't know. He loves the club. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. does. He does love the club. The thing he, that really sucks for Newcastle in this game is Maxi, <clears throat> say Maxman, and Callum Wilson both went off injured. So, if you want to talk about two important players to a club, those are the most important players. Maxi might be out for a bit because his look muscular. Yeah, it looks like he, he, he just stepped he, he, he stepped and just pulled up. It looked like his like calf, like calf strain, something like that. But or calf or uh, yeah. calf strain. I, I hope it's not Achilles. I hope it's not. No, I don't think it. I don't, Achilles nothing, is like he would be. He, he wouldn't be able to walk, yeah. especially being like not to yeah. be like biased, but like French and like a soccer player. Like he'd be on the ground rolling. <laughs> right. Achilles. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna be like Kobe Bryant when he like took the free throws and just walked off. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get this fixed. No, nah, he'll he'll roll. He'd roll. I think I think it would. It was hopefully it's not hamstring because that takes a while. But to lose both of them at this point in the season, Callum Wilson gets you goals. goals. Yeah. <laughs> like, Eddie, I'll probably just like went to the. Like, he probably just went in his office, just like. Ugh. Well, the good thing is they have money. And they're going to spend that, some of that money for hopefully a good, a decent enough replacement. I mean, I hope it's right now. They should be spending money right yeah, now. I was going to say, yeah. Newcastle might be one of the most annoying teams to watch this transfer window. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that like I'm not a Newcastle fan because they are going to be tortured if they don't buy players. They're linked with everyone. They're linked with every single... It's like worse than Real Madrid and Barca. Like, the, the, scary, the scary thing is with like having so much money is we talk about like mercenaries and people that come in just for money. Like... That could happen with Newcastle, in my opinion. Like that, they could get some like shitty players that just want money <laughs> that go there and it becomes a toxic club. Just check out toxic with players, and I don't think management's toxic, but like hopefully Eddie Howe can control some of the players that come in and um, you know have that authority over them, so yeah. it doesn't get too out of hand. They're not going to enjoy themselves too much in Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> if they just take their days off. So, um, but yeah, we move on. Burnley sit 18th with 11 points. They just played today, three uh, one loss to Manchester United, uh, and they do face Leeds next um, on January second. But today's result, um, I thought they showed a lot of heart. They obviously going three 0 down so early on, um, they still fought. They still looked hungry, and I feel like that's the one thing about Burnley side that keeps them up is that they always you know find a way. Sean Dyche finds a way, and he gets some interesting wins under his belt. Yeah, you'd hope so. I mean, they. 
they came out hot against United. They looked like they could have scored really early, but then they go back and concede, um, which I don't know. It's like seeing the Burnley side like play this like forward kind of free-flowing football at times is like weird to see or just like so forward-thinking, maybe not free-flowing being yeah. the word, but they're getting forward a lot more than we've ever seen them do, and it looks like like against United today, when they were defending, they don't look as well peg- pegged in defense. They're giving the opponent a lot of space, even when they sit deep. So like they'll be sitting deep, and they'll be trying to pack in uh, nine guys behind the ball, ten guys behind the ball, but they're not pressing as the opponents get closer and closer to the area, and it's it's making them really easy to break down like it's not a difficult low, low block system to break down because they're not pressing the ball when they need to um, they don't seem as organized and um, then they do get out on the break but then ultimately when they get out on the break they concede it like happened today so yeah um, it's it's I'm curious to see if like this style of Burnley football can keep them up it'd be it'd be a shame if they go down and they don't go down as they're like they, would they don't abs- die on their sword. They, they would don't fall absolutely on their sword. dominate in the EFL. Yeah, I think they would too. They would, I don't think they would lose a game. <laughs> they yeah. they play crazy. They play crazy defensive football for that. Yeah, they would. They would know. They just know how to adapt to that to that style of play. Yeah. But I think Burnley, um, like you said, like they they put themselves at risk going forward and being that forward thinking team. Did Cornette play today? I'm not familiar. I don't think no, he did. I didn't see him, so I didn't. I, I when I was for the f- like few minutes, I like was watching on the way back from work. Like I don't even think I saw him. And now he's been like for the last like for that for that month of what November October. He was like their main goal scorer. Yeah, he us, was like so. player, of the, player of the month for them. Yeah. yeah, and I think if Burnley can, if Sean Dyche can develop this side to be disciplined when obviously losing the ball because they're so forward thinking now. Like I think they could be a threat. To a lot of those, more of a threat, and if they can adapt that way, but I don't know when you change your system like that in a season that is unsure, you're unsure about, then it could cost you like big time. And I think 100%. that's what's happening now. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, we move on. Uh, we move on to Watford, who sit 17th with 13 points. It's our first game since December 10th um, this past week, so um, that's a little wild. Yeah, and it was a 4-1 loss to West Ham. Yep, they got throttled. I don't. They didn't. They they got out a little bit. Um, Fabianski made some couple saves, but I mean West Ham came out with a vengeance. So like it's a tough team to play. Against. I mean they better. They haven't really been doing that much before that. Yeah, no, not they, at all. They had been losing pretty bad. But I mean, I think the thing that was like noticeable no. for a lot of these teams, like looking at Wofford, they're coming off a huge break. I don't think it helped anyone that much. Like no. everyone was like, "All oh, these players will come in fresh." Like it's so yeah, it's so weird. Like how you can like when you're like. When you're in a professional and you like you think breaks are good, but like some of like I mean you just like and you guys were saying that before because I I said that about United. I was well, they like, had the break. Yeah, I was like United, like they have the break, like they just need everyone to be fresh. And you guys were like, I don't know, and like I really like and when you think about it, you're like right, like you just need sometimes you just need to be in the zone twenty four seven. And when you're yeah. not in it, like and you're just going home every day from training or not training at all, like yeah, because of COVID. Right. And you thought like with Ragnick with the break that like the system would be like more implemented, but yeah, like, I don't know. Sometimes time isn't really the best asset that you would think it would be. Yeah. yeah. Especially when all these teams are, like you say, they're in it, like they're constantly playing and they're like, they're on edge. Like, yeah, yeah. they're always on edge. The pressure is there. Uh, I guess the one player that had that can, was consistent was Dennis. I mean, scored. he's been scoring. He scored a great goal. Yeah, it's his fifth goal in six goal. games. 
Um, so, I mean, he's our bright spark. And I don't know, Ranieri's going to look to him to keep them above. Not for the next the month. He's probably, yeah. he's probably going to AFCON. If I'm not, if with the form he's in, he's probably not going to be there in the press. That's true. Next, I don't know. We'll what country is he from? Nigeria. He's going to get called. There's, Dude, he's, no, there's no he's way. He's a Premier League player. Yeah. What do you mean? And he's scoring. <laughs> I, mean, he's, I mean, if Nacho gets called when up. do the sides get set for that? Next week. I'm pretty uh, sure they're gone okay. next week. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> it's either next week or the week after. I'm pretty sure the like AFCON like players get shipped out next week. Yeah. That's well, gonna, I mean, that's going to hurt Watford quite a bit. And the thing, it's crazy to me that with Watford, like they brought Ranieri in, who's obviously like a defensively minded mid uh, manager. And like they had a couple games where they didn't really like they looked stronger in defense, but like they're, Again, these like teams just concede tons of goals on the like bottom third of the table. Especially Ranieri's side, he, his team has conceded so many. Yeah, like, so many. That's something that must like he's gonna have no hair by the end of the season. Like he's he's gonna that's gonna make him lose his mind. He's gonna be he's gonna have to offer more pizza up and free dinners. Yeah, he's gonna have to start buying <laughs> they, cars and, and shit. They play Arsenal next on the first, and they are a team who are having a fun time scoring goals right now, and they're doing it very very well, very easily with a lot of these teams. So. A lot of concern going forward. Um, we move on. We move on to Leeds. Oh, they haven't played, actually. Have they played? They played Burnley next. They're off two losses. I could be wrong. Is that the... That might be the squad we were talking about that hadn't played. Leeds have not played. If I'm not wrong. Right? Yeah, I believe so. Let me just do a double check. No, I don't think they have. Because I haven't written them down. I think them and Everton were the sides that they didn't play. Yeah. So those are the two teams. Ever- Leeds and Everton have not played. Um, 16th, they, uh, Leeds at 16th, Everton's at 15th. Um, that works out. Everton with 19 points. And Everton Leeds- has just gone down. That's crazy. That they play Brighton next. They're off a draw and a loss. Brighton's probably going to smoke them. I mean, Brighton yeah, are Brighton's good. playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then Watford, uh, sorry, Leeds, they play Burnley next, and they're off two losses. So that's a good matchup, and Leeds are, dude, I don't know how they're 16th. Because I feel like they haven't, they've had a lot of draws. If I'm not wrong, yeah, they have. It's, it's just leads, like, like interesting wins. They they get enough from what they do. I guess they've been really bad this season, but there are teams that have been worse, like far worse. Um, and maybe this little break will help get Bamford back into the side because he's a player that they need, um, and they need him week in and week out. It can't be in like bits and pieces. So um, I don't know. We'll see where Bielsa. Sits at the end of the year. There's no way. There's no way Leeds keep Rafinha. That's gonna hurt. <laughs> I I don't. I literally don't. Th- I don't think. First of all, I've seen him linked with every club in the Western Hemisphere. I've seen him linked with Liverpool. I saw him linked with. Did you guys? Was it? Was it in our chat that? Did you send the Bayern one? Oh no! But there, he was I saw heavy, him he was heavily linked to Liverpool. I saw. Him, I, he was heavily linked to Liverpool, and I saw him linked to Bayern like crazy. And I was just like, I mean. He's obviously the lifeline attacking wise of that club, just skill wise. I feel like players like him don't settle in well at a club like Bayern Munich. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like his interest is through the roof, and it's going to be. I wonder pr- what the cost is going to be. It probably won't be much. I I would say probably thirty or forty. Oh, that'd be such a steal, dude. There's no way he would, he like his rec- release clause at like Leeds probably isn't, like it's not like they're Barca where they set everyone at a billion like. Yeah, they just need money. And they yeah, need, like, yeah. they would be happy to get 40 or 30 for him. 
And they can do a lot with that kind of money. They're, they're getting no other money from any other. They're not getting any any player like that is not getting like Stuart Dallas. Cal, like Calvin is the only one that I could think would rival Rafinha's transfer fee if they were to leave. Yeah. And he's English. And he's and English. It'd be in an English yeah, quality. It wouldn't probably, be out of the country. It would be get, within the country. they pay a lot for Calvin. And he's a CDM, so yeah. they're going to be putting big prices. And I think if you put like Calvin Phillips in a, like, like a well-fit side, a well-com- like, well-complete side, we talk about like players on Norwich, like Kabak, obviously. like If they were put in a more complete system, he would like he'd be a force to reckon with. Like in England, you saw him in England at the Euros. Like, he's one of their best players. Yeah. yeah. Just like Rafinha, too. Like, if he doesn't have to be a one-man show. But he does it. But he, he plays like... He does. Bro, if he, went to, if he went to Liverpool, like, might as well give him the 10 shirt. It's weird. he'll be the next Coutinho. It's weird, though, because <laughs> you, 14. you see yeah. that with, like, Grealish going to City. Obviously, in Villa, they weren't, like, a struggling side. But, like, he was playing for a lesser side. That was complete, but he was, like, the main man. Like, would that happen with Rafinha? Like, would he be... Do you think I, that would I think he's, that'd be detriment to I, his career, going I, to a too big of a club, but that he, like, kind of just gets overshadowed? I think it depends on the club. I think it depends on the club. I think if he went to City, he'd have the same issue as Grealish. I think if he went to Chelsea, he'd have that issue. Um, if he went to Bayern, he would have that issue. But, like, if he went, like, I, I just think Bayern just because, like, I just saw it. Like, that, like, <laughs> That's a link. link. That one link. But, like, yeah. if he went to, like, I don't know, like, what big side would he, like, what is he Spurs. capable of? Like, yeah, like, he would, I think he would be. He'd be great at Spurs. Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Yeah. He could snatch up that right wing position. I mean. You could play anywhere, honestly. If he went to if he went to any and then if he went to any other league than the Prem, he would be in the top side easily. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, like so, like I don't. He know. would tear apart like the French league. It would, yeah, it would be I mean, he was already that's where he came from, so he would go back there with a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like experience, like crazy experience, and crazy fitness. Man can run forever <laughs> yeah. now. He'll be like. He'll be like influencing all his other teammates wherever he goes. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, run! And he's just like, all right, man, you relax. <laughs> um, but yeah, we move on to Brentford. Um, they sit uh, 14th with 20 points off two losses. Uh, Brighton 2-0 and City 1-0. Yes, that was the City result was yesterday 1-0. Uh, Boxing Day 2-0 to Brighton. I think that's... I don't, I don't want to like belittle Brighton. I mean, Brentford, but... I think those are fair results. I mean... Yeah, they didn't really do much. I mean... I think the City result is impressive. I do think, yeah. I think, but like, to think that they're going to take points on City. I told you, when City scored the second and it got overturned and it was like like mid-80th minute, I was like, oh, this is like a perfect Brentford scenario. You know what I mean? Like, that's the perfect time. The other team's down on themselves because they just got a goal disallowed. Brentford can come back with a bit of momentum um, and maybe snatch a point against City, but they ultimately just got smothered even their high intensity wasn't a match yep um and bright brighton is in form so that was a tough team to face and they got a couple chances but they didn't take their chances um they did what usually brighton doesn't do brighton always struggles to score but brentford did that on the day um and what was it two tidy finishes so oh yeah um, they they just got opened up and they were opened up pretty easily yeah um, and I, the thing about the Brighton game was that they had, like you said, they had opportunities. Brighton sat back and they kind of they sat in that result with that with that lead. And in the second half, Brentford were probably the better team. Yeah. And with City, I think not that they didn't sit. Brentford sat in the rest of the game and just held City to one nil. And they were good at cl- closing gaps and not letting City break through them, which is yeah, they have that energy. Yeah, yeah. they do. And 
Um, we talk about like the twelfth man. I think their crowd was just like roaring, especially when I don't know when the goal got disallowed. It was yeah. like the eighty seventh minute or something, or like eighty fifth minute, and like the stadium was going nuts. I also think they overplayed a little bit against City. Like they were trying to build out of the back. You and I were talking about it. Yeah, it was like late stages of the game, and I think they were trying to complicate it a bit too much. Whereas if they just played like long balls a, up four four two like traditional English football, you win the ball, get it up. For City, City's going to try to play out of the back. So if you just run at City playing out of the back with a high press, like I think that's your best opportunity I mean, to score against them. As not opposed to jump to, forward, but like Leicester showed that earlier in the week like yeah. with their result like obviously they still lost but definitely on that counter like what you're saying like just playing high up like they can definitely you like city is definitely a big giant but i think brentford and brentford's one of the teams that, that yeah. could show that like yeah you can do some some work and, again and i'm not even saying that they had to do that the whole game but like when it got late stages and it was like 75th minute it's like all right let's like Switch the game plan, get the note in. The, get the manager gets the note in the captain's sock or whatever, yeah. and then you just put City under a press with the energy from the crowd. The City players are going to feel that trying to play out of the back. I mean, Ederson's a keeper that might have a mistake in him if you press them while he has the ball at his feet. So I kind of wish that they jumped to that in the late stages because I think yeah they have they're, they're a team that and they have. I mean, if you get the Tony. ball at Tony's feet on a little like. He's he can beat a man and tuck it. So he's also super. I, I saw towards the late. Uh, it was just before I think the final whistle blew, but he was a foul drawn on Tony. I don't remember on what defender it was, but I mean he's so strong. Like the ball was played up to him, and he easily won fifty fifty, and yeah. obviously stuck his body in a little bit too aggressive, enough for the refs to call it. So, right. like you say, stick to the stick to the game plan that you know will work in those late stages because they they yeah. they do against the big sides like. City are already on, on ton, under tons of pressure being 1-0 up only, right. and they're in the title race. And so it's like this game is signif- was significant for them to win. And yeah. You put them under pressure and you rely they, on the counter. Yeah, they just you open did, them up. They don't, need to be a, like, they, they don't need to be afraid of being themselves against big sides either. Like, they yeah. proved that they can tackle Giants. They gave Liverpool a hell of a time. They beat Arsenal. Oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, they can be who they are. Granted, it's also tough during this period for them. Excuse me. Like, with depth. Um, like, that's obviously something that they play a really high-intensity style of football. So, being that the fixtures are so close together for them, um, it, it's hard to keep up with these bigger clubs. And I mean, the big clubs, it's funny because, like, you hear a lot because, like, the big clubs are the big clubs are in the media. Like, you hear about them, but you don't hear about the Southampton COVID issues. You don't hear about the Brentford COVID issues. Like, you know, which, you, you don't know. They just, so you, yeah. They, and you, really, you really don't know what they're going through. So, like, it's kind of, it's, you not to give them, I don't want to say give more props, but definitely, like, you definitely want to look into the situation more when they play in these games. You hear, a lot right more, you hear a lot more complaining, I guess, from, the big six. Yeah. No one's, no one, no reporter cares that the Brentford manager is complaining about fixtures. Like, yeah. it's either there, you hear more complaining or, like you said, like Sky Sports and all those like channels are putting up just clips of just them talking about it. Like, you don't hear Thomas Frank talking about it. He probably he might be. Right. Um, we, just, we just don't know. We just, we're not told. Yeah. It could yeah. Be I don't read the issue. reports from like, Brentford Daily News, even or injuries too. You never hear it if there's a team struggling. Like even when Leicester has a shitload of injuries, like you hear about it like once every two weeks. You don't like, hear and yeah, about especially it when week. there was that like the, like a 
Premier League high, like 10 at yeah. one point with COVID and injuries combined. <laughs> like five like, season enders. Like, <laughs> that's what makes it crazy with Newcastle. Like those injuries being picked up those at this point. Terrible. And they're they're, gonna miss, they could only miss three weeks, but they miss five matches, six matches. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not, not it's concerning news. to say the least, but we move on. Um, Southampton, they sit 13th, 21 points. Uh, they're coming off a three, uh, a one, one draw to Spurs and a three, two win over West Ham. Very significant uh, win over West Ham. That is. This is yeah. The draw, the goal for the draw for Spurs was with Ward Prowse was oh it was, dude. It was a peach. The way you hit it, yeah. Like especially like if you watch it in slow mo and you see like the the video like going in between each defender just like inch by inch like it was just a perfect goal. Yeah, I mean he he was perfect for them in those two performances. He had um, two goals and an assist. He had took the penalty um, that was earned against West Ham and then he had the curled game winner set piece he played the ball into the box and it was just that glancing that's all it needed was just a glancing header and um, Southampton beat West Ham on that one and then obviously had that volley against Spurs early on Um, and then Southampton battled like crazy to keep that alive they're a team that you just don't know what to expect like these are great results for them but like they could. These are like huge results, and the confidence that they're going to get from these results, you hope that they, you know, have an impact. They play Newcastle next, and oh, they could lose to Newcastle. That's how like shaky they are. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm these games I think are a lot more telling, though. I don't know. Like I think that that kind of separates them from that bottom of the table talk a bit just with these two performances because they were so good and their players are a bit higher quality yeah. than like the likes of those lower lower clubs like Broja single-handedly um took on like West Ham's like team <laughs> from half field drew the penalty he's been a player that's been absolutely outstanding for them he's strong he can run it guys from Chelsea right he's a loney from he's Chelsea, loney from so. Chelsea he, he's on loan. Elianusu is also, he scored in that game against that, West Ham. That volley was sick. Yeah. He just had that like half volley right at the top of the 18. Um, but, I mean, JWP is their leader, and when he's in form, this team can pick up points against any team. And we were talking about midfielders earlier today off off podcast, and um, we talked about Romelu and like a player like him who's just vital to have in your midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, a presence and just like a proven Premier League midfielder and one that can just defend really well. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, he's, his name has been like, I feel like if you're, like, English-wise, like, his name's tossed around all the time. Yeah. Like, like you definitely know who he is. Like Newcastle should go after him, probably. I mean, it's taken, it's taken a while for him to, like, I don't want to say break into the English side, but, like, was he called up, like, before? I'm not who? particularly versed in his, like, like English call-up, like, James Ward Prowse. Oh, I thought you were talking about Romelu. No, Ward. No, Romelu is Spanish. No, he's Spanish. Spanish but I was like, right? I was like, yeah. No, Ward Prowse. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, Ward Prowse. Like, I mean, he's just like he's just a name that's tossed around all the time. Yeah, like no. technical ability and just like I think he's one of England's most technically gifted players. Also, um, he's the best striker of a dead ball in the Premier League. Yeah, I think, think off a set piece, there's it's hard. I don't think Trent, there's a better strike. Trent would probably be up there off a set piece, but I think if you want a whipped in ball, I think Ward Prowse is like your guy to do it, especially or, or a free kick. Yeah, Trent has the curve, but I don't think there's another player that has the preciseness. I mean, De Bruyne, but he has the whip and the dip. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he has like David Beckham. Yeah, like, dude, on the goal. set piece <laughs> that he whipped in, like that was a high whipped in ball, but like that had like 
like vertical motion. <laughs> like it went up and down. It didn't just like it wasn't just a wide sweeping bending ball. It was mm-hmm. like it had that top spin, and he does it on set pieces. I mean, he's clinical from the spot. But I think if there's one person that you want on a set piece, it is JWP. Um, and who was the guy that got sent off for Southampton? Because it was a shame that he got sent S- off. Salisu? Salisu? Yeah. He, uh, we'll double check that, but he, he's playing like really well for them. I mean, Kyle Walker Peters, um, yeah, but yeah, it it was like a shame to see him go off. It it was like a no brainer. Uh, The first, the first one I was like, ah, the second one was like, yeah, you like the second one was bad. I was like, oh, that's a bad tackle. Yeah. And I mean, they were being down a man. They played a long time down a man. I think they played like 60 minutes that he was sent off in the 40th minute. Yeah. So, So I mean. They had a lot of Spurs had a lot of time to score, and <laughs> they did. They had disallowed goals. Kane, um, Kane got one disallowed, but yeah, it, it was. I mean, I don't know. Deserved from them, I think, and it, it's good to see those players showing up because Southampton. I, I does like have Southampton. Some, I, yeah. I just like their club. I feel like they're a family and like, oriented. I like, I like Ralph. Like yeah, he's like a respectable manager. You know, he doesn't complain success. very much either. And for what so it, for what he's done with his side, um, I forget. What page I was looking at on Twitter? I think it was. I'm a big fan of Premier League panel. That's who it is. That like they like really like thoughtful doctor guy that like tweets. I don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> looked not. at it. No, Premier no. League. Premier League panel is like he's a sick. I like his content. And he was saying like, despite Southampton's like grievances, like what Ralph has done with his squad with like Borja Livermento, like they lost Vestigar this season. Yeah, yeah. like he he he, he, he was back. basically giving him props. Like he's done a lot that many that goes unnoticed that a lot of people don't give him praise for. And I, I also like thought that was really cool. Yeah, that that is just cool. to bring that to notice. Hopefully the South and fans can appreciate that. The saints fans can notice what he's done for them. You know? Yeah. I think, I don't think they're going to get relegated. I don't think, I don't that, think they were. I don't have that problem. Um, but we move on. Aston Villa sit 12th with 22 points. Uh, they come off a three, one loss to Chelsea. I don't know. Stevie G's not there. They get a little I, careless. In I, the box. I wouldn't even give that. I wouldn't even give. I would admit that loss from Stevie G's record just because, like, he wasn't there. I mean, yeah. that's not like no. It offense. was Chelsea. It's kind of like no offense to Brentford, but no offense to Villa, like Chelsea or Chelsea on their day. Like, they're gonna get goals. And this was the two Jorginho penalty one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's like back to back. Fucking didn't he just have two pens against Leeds too? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it, it it sucks because they conceded so late on. Like that's the th- like. But they also were like no brainer penalties. Yeah, but yeah, they were yeah, pretty bad. But they they were doing okay for themselves up until that point. Yeah, and they they're still in a strong place. But I think they just there's, there's nothing to worry about with this result. Like they, there really isn't. And yeah. um, they play Brentford next, and a team that obviously we just talked about. Um, We'll we'll look to sit we'll sit on them and Stevie G will look to break them down with his side. Uh, I think I'll be an Aston Villa win. And yeah, it needs to be. That's like a game they need to take points on if they're serious about competing for top seven. Yeah, top yeah. seven. And that that area, dude, they could win against Brentford and jump to eighth. <laughs> it's weird that it is top seven now with the Europa League conference. Like you have to say top seven. They could literally jump to eighth if they win against Brentford. Like obviously, obviously keep in mind, and they're going to like lose the last two games. Of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they also have to beat all these other teams. Have to have poor results. Obviously, right. you know you have to beat Wool. You know it just goes on, but it's very tight. There's a three point gap from twelfth to to eighth yeah. right now. So it's it's nothing to worry about at all for Villa. Um, man, 
manager not on the touchline. But I mean, they were talking about it. Do you guys think that like Stevie G like zooms like calls them on like a video call at halftime and like talks to the players? I don't know. Have you ever did you ever see that like weird um did you ever see that weird quote or story of, or I, I don't know if Jose Romino Jose, Jose, Jose Mourinho. Ever, seltzers, Jalen. Sorry. Jo, Jose Mourinho was talking about how, like, he got sent off and he, like, hid in the laundry basket to, like, yeah, tell yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, do you think, like, Stevie G's, like, he's, like, calling on his burner to his assistant coach, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, wait, what? Did he have COVID? Yeah. I think it's COVID, yeah. He had COVID. Yeah, I don't know if it was, like, a questionable situation with covid or he did test positive it was one of the two it's like exposure or something yeah yeah, yeah. it's probably protocol or expo- yeah or, he definitely like zooms in i mean i would i feel like it i feel like i would have seen like a big like gerard positive like headline <laughs> on espn yeah. uk or something i feel like he just had protocol but he he could have yeah he could have yeah I, he definitely would have zoomed in and they like let him walk into the locker room <laughs> i don't know they probably told him don't go near the ground yeah um or yeah or they snuck him in a Laundry basket. Laundry basket. <laughs> and the kits guy just pushes him <laughs> in in a cart covered in all the Villa kits. Yeah. All right. But yeah, Villa sit 12th and they're in a good spot right now. I think that result is nothing to worry about. They have plenty to look forward to. Uh, we move on to Palace. We said 11th, 23 points, coming off a 3 0 loss to Spurs and then a 3 0 win against Norwich shortly after. That's pretty. Uh one end or the other, right there. Yeah, it's really like <laughs> it's like we get we get fucking battered. We get battered. We just batter the other team right back at them. So, um, I mean, the Spurs result, it, it. I don't want to say it stem. I don't want to say it stems from Zaha's red card, but I would say that it started. It said it started bad. It got worse after that. Your, I don't want to say leader, but like one of your veteran players decides to push someone in the face. Yeah, that was a um, it's a Zaha move. A Zaha move. <laughs> lost his composure. There was question around the first yellow, um, and he I had think, a first, he had the, a first yellow early. I think the first yellow was harsh, and Oliver Skip got yanked someone else down in transition and did not receive a yellow for just about an identical foul. So that's where refereeing inconsistencies come into play again. Yeah, and I think then that's been more of a controversial issue this season than VAR itself. It's just been how one foul matches up directly to another foul or one decision matches up. So, like, that was a case where a lot feel that Zaha didn't deserve the first yellow. That the, being said, the second one probably could have been a straight red. I was going to say, it doesn't, so. it, doesn't, it doesn't give an excuse for the second, definitely. I mean, he definitely knows that. I mean, he's a hothead, but I know when he goes back to the locker room and, like, calms down, he's definitely like... Yeah, that wasn't. No matter how undeserved the first one may have seemed to him, the second one doesn't yeah, like, justify. He could. Yeah, done exactly. He could have gotten sent off just strictly for the second. They're just so best, bad. I think they were just bested by Spurs too on that day. Like Spurs looked really good. Lucas played. Lucas played out unreal. of his mind. So like, shout out Tristan because you yeah. know I'm coming at Tristan every day in the chat about Lucas. <laughs> but so like it's one of those situations where Spurs were on their day and they opened up obviously Palace and the red card. Caused yeah. a lot of turmoil because it came on in the first half. So yeah, I mean, Palace lost this game in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> they conceded the first goal to Kane, thirty second minute. Lucas scored in the thirty fourth, and then Wolf Zaha got sent off in the thirty seventh. <laughs> so they lost the game in in five minutes from the thirty second <laughs> minute to the thirty seventh. Um, ultimately, they still would have lost. But if Palace, it's a team. 
they struggle to play full 90s at times, and this was a time where it's like, damn. Could, could you please get those five minutes back? Because if they had, like, it'd be a completely different game. I don't know. Vieira, I don't know if he was on the sidelines either. Um, I mean, besides the point, but Palace. Gallagher was missing from the second game, which is an important. I think that's a big performance to show that they can come out and score three. It was against Norwich, but they scored three against Norwich the clean without, sheet, without Gallagher, um, which I think Edward, is a big Edward, uh, he broke a. Did he break a record? It, it was something weird. Like he had the fat. I think it was the fastest goal. I don't know what it was. He he. Or no no no. I think it was early in the season. But I know I know he did break a record. Broke like, a record. Yeah. He's like, been stepping up for them, especially. I mean, Zaha absent in the second one, but he stepped up, took the pen, like converted. So he's been a big player for them. And well, they have a very you know delicious game coming up against West Ham. I think that's going to be a really good game. I feel like, yeah, that is a good game just because, like, I don't want to say Crystal Palace is on West Ham level, but Crystal Palace on their best day can have a result like West Ham has been doing. Yeah, they can. And West Ham, like, if they're not on their day, they're going to get caught out. Yeah. And Palace will score. I would love to see both of those teams play on their day. Like, if they both showed up. What's the ruling for red cards? I, is it, if it's a straight red, is it more games missed? Or is I think it the it's a three-game suspension if it's straight. Is it straight red for three? Uh, I'm pretty, yeah, that's pretty. Bravo suspended. So will Zaha be back for this game? Because it wasn't a straight red. Yeah. Oh, will, so. I believe if he, so. If he missed, if he, he missed the Norwich. He missed Norwich game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless there's like some sort of other, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's, 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 it's pretty universal. Taken. I'm pretty sure like even when we played school like yeah I, school, I don't like, i don't remember i yeah like it's confusing no, I'm sometimes sure straight red is three and yeah i know straight red is three I, I just didn't know if, it's, if i it think two i don't know if there's like weird cases with like specific if a second yellow is bad enough i don't think i don't think i don't think, like I don't think he, game ban, but i don't think they care that much. And i don't think he's appealed it at all like on the, yeah, yeah i mean it was blatant like yeah, blatant so. style so it would have probably would have been a straight red regardless outrageous um but yes we move on uh, Brighton are 10th with 24 points. They come off, obviously, a 1-1 draw against Chelsea yesterday, and then on Boxing Day, a 2-0 win over Brentford. Um, some good performances for them, and they're playing some great football at the moment. Great football. Jalen, you want to shout your man? I mean, I'll, I'll concede, like... <laughs> Like he scores, I just don't. He I, beauty. I don't. I don't think though. I don't think he's that great of a player. Obviously, I think the height. I. I don't. I'm not going to applaud someone for doing their job though he hasn't been doing it. But I do think this season he's been doing it. Yeah. So yeah. I'll. I'll give him props for that. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're doing work. They're. Do, they, they're doing what they're supposed to. I mean, Grand Potter is definitely a, a side that was. Fo- I don't. Were they fighting regular? Regulation relegation last season, like they were like they were not too, they were they were a lot more at the bottom yeah, than they, they were like, at they were tenth right now they weren't tenth they were like what fifteen yeah they were like near the, they were literally near relegation so were, I would say what they're doing right now and I mean they play great football yeah it's yeah. No, it's no, <laughs> it's no easy products. thing to yeah. brush Brentford aside two nil like yeah. that's not and the two goals they scored it was the Trossard flick over the top on on one touch it was he a ball did. over the top and he just he just one took it on it, one yeah. I mean the goalkeeper was in no man's land yeah. but like yeah. to finish that from that kind of range with like a f- looping ball is very difficult and Maupay's strike like that was as top bins as it gets. He just like was sitting outside the eighteen, picked up the ball, and just was like, "I'm, I'm burying this." And he he did that. Um, and then, I mean, talk about a team that has a couple number nines that can carry some influence. They're definitely not 
the consistent number nines that like of like a Harry Kane or someone like that. But I mean, Danny Welbeck can score goals and I bet a lot of teams, if they could take him off the bench in the 80th minute, they would. And there's probably a lot of teams like kicking themselves for not bringing him aboard for just about nothing to do that. Cause like that yeah. goal that he scored against city won the build up play around city's area by Brighton was beautiful. They worked it from side to side, Chelsea, Chelsea or yeah. Chelsea. Sorry. I said city. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, they worked it from side to side, straight across the area. Um, one and two touch football. And then I forget who was it. I don't remember if it was Cucurella that I think Cucurella whipped the ball in. And I mean, Welbeck climbs the ladder and buries the header. Like that was gorgeous. He's a big presence in the box, so, too. Um, and they, they're making a habit of scoring late goals. I mean, it's, uh, it's four out of the last eight games have come 85 minutes plus. I saw another stat. It was like maybe <laughs> I was online. I saw the stat. I was like, it was like maybe the refs should stop. Like when the refs actually end the game at ninety minutes, maybe maybe Brighton would win all these games or draw all these games. Yeah, because they uh, they get draws and wins off like literally late goals only. Yeah, Mape had back to back late antic goals that yeah. were just cr- one crazy goals, but also just like the late timing of them was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then Welbeck adds to it. Um, and you want to talk about players that are one fun to watch, but also that are hitting form right now. It's Players within this Brighton side, you have Trossard, um, who's the guy that we always talk about. There's Solly March. He's he's a fun player to watch. I think he just came back off injury, and he always lights a spark. He's just an energizer. I love, uh, he's an energizer I love McAllister. I don't know why. He's, I just think he's McAllister. like... McAllister. McAllister. I love the way he plays. Lamptey's back. Lamptey is back and playing extremely well. He, he, he got fouled a bunch in that Chelsea game. The like, Rudiger challenge. The Two-footed tackle on him. That was on Lamptey. And, I mean, he's getting down. It's funny. It's funny because, like, when I was, like, watching, like, I had to catch up. And I saw it. And I was like, you know, that's a clean tackle. And then I'm just like, in my head, if I'm a ref right there, I'm like, wow. Like, seeing that in slow motion, just two foot. Like, he was horizontal for, like, a split second. I was like, you have to call that no matter what the challenge is. Another player you have to keep in mind, and Waipu has been like yeah, oh, yeah, 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 he came off yeah. the bench and changed the game a bit for against right. Brent against Brent Liverpool was, loves him he was or great Liverpool loves his uh contributions yeah um, <laughs> another thing about yeah. Brighton if they if you like looked at most of their games they don't concede much obviously they don't score a lot but that's they don't, their struggle they don't concede Dude, if they scored with as well as they played they'd be so much they'd be with like around Spurs and United right now yeah like so with some of the results that they could have won and talk about players that should be on teams' radar, like that list in itself, who we just listed, like McAllister, Trossard. I mean, there's Maupe. Um, Welbeck's probably too old now, but Cucurella. Like I think I think AMT. if I was a Brighton player, I'd want to I'd want to wait it out another season. I think it, so too. If they finish like above te- above tenth, also I mean, like going pa- to play in Europe, with 10th, like, your, like like that's like your team. It's not like just a bunch, like they're all professionals, yeah. but it's like they've all been playing together quite some time. Say that, yeah. Say they finish between like eighth and tenth. Like next season is going to be they're going to get the funds to obviously invest more, and yeah. then they have those players that have been there for a while now, and they're proven. Like you said, they have relationships there. Yeah, and I mean they know each other. Maupay didn't celebrate against Brentford. I know he's known to have that temper and everything, but he did pay his respects to his former class. Club. That's class. So pay your respects. Um, Love that. It's still a hothead. <laughs> Connor also didn't know that he came from Brentford, and I was like, I honestly, I didn't know that. I knew Ollie did, but I didn't know. But I didn't know. Uh, I knew 
I didn't Mape know. Did. I didn't oh, know. Did. You didn't know Ali did. I didn't know Ali. I didn't know. I didn't know Mape. Who was the Ben Rama? I didn't know Ben Rama. Ben Rama. Ben Rama's the one. I Ben Rama's the one I knew first because I remember I watched this highlight on YouTube and it was he tore up the EF the championship. But Andre Gray was the other guy. Literally, Andre Gray came from. Brentford. I was watching the pre-match. Um, NBCSN put on a little like forty-five minute skit. I love those and, things. Uh, <laughs> it was super informative, and I was, I was. I think I also found out um, that the Brentford. Oh, I'm so bad with names. The Brentford head coach. I know Thomas exactly. Frank. He's strictly a coach. He's not a former player turned into a coach. Like he's strictly a coach, and he's only been a coach, and he's been coaching for twenty-seven years. Like you, most. He didn't play professional. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of what other coach could possibly be like. There's that. another one. They named another one that was a notable. And I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> you have to be such like a yeah. mastermind of the game to to be able to to just obviously like prof- Nagel Nagelsman wasn't Nagelsman was a player, yeah. right? I mean, Nagelsman was like late, like early late twenty, like late twenties, early thirties. Like, oh, oh, like when he. Coached when, when he, he coached, coached. When he started coaching. I mean, he's not that. He's not that old. Was he's he like thirties? Like, he's like thirty three, thirty four. Like, yeah, that's impressive. Eddie Howe's very young too. Eddie Howe's like mid thirties. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know another. I don't know another coach that's like that. I don't know. I might have been sorry. I don't know if. No, sorry played. Maybe I'm trying to figure this. out. I mean, with the amount of cigs he smoked, pretty sure I, he I don't even know if he played. It might have been. Regardless, I don't know. It's neither here or there. Thomas <laughs> Frank is one. Anyways, we move on to Leicester City, who's at ninth with 25 points. They come off a 6-3 loss to City and a 1-0 win against Liverpool. <laughs> Talk about a turn of events. I mean, the, the 6-3... Jay, why don't you fill us in on this game? Because you were it was, yeah, losing it was, your mind on this one. It was cra- Yeah, it was crazy. because <laughs> like, I was driving home. That I just got like bombarded with texts. Like, it's one. It's two. It's three. It's four. And then I don't know where... Lester, it's four three. Like, Man yeah, City. Yeah. I was like, "What?" It was like honestly, that was probably. A, I hope that's in contention for a game of the season because, like, despite the the score line, like the, the highest scoring game on Boxing Day. Yeah, like the the heart, the like obviously sit like I'll 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 admit it. Like Telemans had a shitter of a game. He's conceded two penalties. Con- two penalties. I mean, like it was just it was bad for him. But I mean. When you're down, when you're down like three zero that early, like it was three zero in like the th- it was four zero in the twenty fourth minute. Like it was just bad. I was like, wow, this. I li- I think I texted. I was like, this game's wrapped up. There was all the buzz on um, socials about um, Southampton got slaughtered nine nil by Leicester, <laughs> and I was watching the Southampton West uh, West Ham game, and all the Southampton fans weren't even like paying attention to the West Ham game. They just saw it was four zero City in the twenty fourth minute, and they're like. I hope that scoreline gets to nine as for revenge. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Last season. But I mean, they had, I mean, James, uh, I'm going to credit that comeback to James Madison. I mean, he was just doing wonders in the middle. Like he, him and Inianacho, Inianacho, sorry. Yep. Uh, he, they played very well. Lookman had a great goal. Inianacho had two assists and a goal, I want to say. Yeah, he scored that bouncer off the crossbar. Crossbar, that was crazy. That that was wild. I mean, if I'm Pep, like I'm watching that game and I'm just like, what the heck? Like he, during that game, he was probably sitting there just arms folded, like what is going on in front of me? Yeah, like they were just like on the fast break. I don't like Ruben Diaz and Laporte could not handle what they were doing, and James Madison just worked in the park. 
he didn't get he, he would get hockey assists, but he developed the entire thing. I thought he played very well. He definitely let he definitely kickstarted the comeback. I mean, obviously they lost six three. They Laporte had the set piece header yeah, to make it five three, and night. then the last one I don't remember. The last goal Sterling. was a um, oh it was Ruben a, Diaz it was a Sterling yeah, yeah, Sterling yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that I thought that one was going to get called back, but um, yeah, he Sterling put that one away. Speaking of Lookman, he scored against Liverpool to seal a win. Great goal, Fant- <laughs> fantastic! Uh, that like as an attacker, like I was when you five minutes off the bench, too. when you, when you see that, that's like that's experience. Like you don't just do it a predictable shot. You don't do the far post curler that Allison was definitely like. While he obviously Van Dyke was covering, like we were talking about in the chat, like Van Dyke was covering it, like you still as a keeper have to look for it. And he was definitely like, he's just going to go for the curler. But I mean, he went for that power straight dip right yeah. to the near post beamed, and, and alley. Yeah. beamed it in. Dude. Yeah. Van Dyke had far post so well covered and like Lookman just came on, weaved his way and found the back of the net. And I don't, I mean, Lester, they played, they put in a performance against us. I mean, um, they didn't necessarily control the tempo of the game, and like I don't think they'd expect I, I don't, to. I don't think but, anyone's ever really. But they did when they when they took their moments and they controlled. Uh, it was like late in the first half they controlled the game for a steady like ten fifteen minutes, and then they did the same in the second. And like that's how you get results against those big like bigger clubs. And that one feels really good for Brendan Rodgers because like. Last year at this exact same time in the season, um, Liverpool was like up chasing the title, same thing. But Liverpool came out and thumped Leicester. So for Brendan Rodgers to have that statement performance um, is huge. It was an exciting game. It was was a good game. And I think those two teams always put on a show whenever they play each other. 100%. I mean, Leicester's kind of in trouble next week. I mean, they lose Ndidi, they lose Inianacho, and they lose Amarte. And they do not have... I don't think... With their injury and COVID problems, I don't think they have many center backs. They to, played a makeshift back line. They played, they an, played Amarte and Didi in back. Well, I, they, I, who I are do. two defensive midfielders? Amarte yeah. plays played right back, but and Didi in center back was weird. Yeah, like against Liverpool, they played the most and, makeshift back line. I've and ever seen. And, and yeah, and they're they're not going to have both of them no. come they're in a, a call, week or a week and a half. They're going to rely on Schmeichel. And they're going to have to invest. Damn, did that man like. They, they can't. They can't. I don't think they have the funds. Like it's not like they're like Leicester has made their mark as a club that is Sumar is from France. Sumar so. is from France, and I don't think he can play center back at all. Like, no, no, and I, he's been underwhelming since joining. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he performances. Who is that friend? Oh, is that the guy they brought in? Sumar, he's French. Yeah, I mean, he, he has he's a, a midfielder though. Yeah, no? yeah, he's CDM. Like he hasn't played yeah. bad, but he hasn't like Andrew said, he hasn't played really good at all. So like yeah. it's like Schmeichel's gonna have to bail the, him out. The positive is that they don't play until January eighth against um, Watford in the FA Cup, uh, and then the next Premier League game is against Burnley January fifteenth. So they have some time for players to come back from COVID or injury if that's if that that timeline is possible, and if not, they can look to invest and maybe. Maybe invest in some players. They have to, they, yeah, they or have, a loan. They or have a loan. to do something, yeah. They have to. Like with the AFCON going on, like yeah. you have to do it. And with they're the injuries, still in Europa League, right? No, they were knocked out. They're knocked out. And that's where like I was gonna ask this question. What if obviously, regardless of injuries, if you're ninth in Leicester, like obviously you want to be top top four, but like do you think where do you think Leicester are gonna end up? Like we're midway through the season. 
What are they? Do you have their placement? Right I think now? they're ninth to like, twenty five points. They, gave, the highest I, they'll finish is seventh. 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 I give them seventh. They're five points off seventh. The they're rest not, of the teams are like, Spurs. Like look at Arsenal. Look at Spurs. Like those. Teams they would have to go on a run. They would have to go on a run, and they would have to. When I think Leicester, I think like they have to consistently perform better than West Ham and Arsenal, and I don't think they'll. And do the that. minute that matters stops. Playing out of his mind, Lester, and it's very possible. Really struggle. Very possible that they could happen. really struggle to break teams down and like find goals. I mean, they have Vardy, but Vardy, it's not I enough. mean, Vardy hasn't scored in a minute. Vardy needs to be unlocked by a creative midfielder. Like he, he, he was sniffing goals against Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, Matters played that ball in, and then um, Vardy picked it up, linked up with Castagna, and created that really good opportunity. For the one two, I know. I I agree. He's a goal hunter, but I don't think he's scored in a minute. I don't. I I don't know. I just think Vardy's not in a rut, but like he isn't influencing the games like he would usually. He's also like thirty four and drinks Red Bull every day, so it's like his health is probably his health is probably in question right now. No, he's in he's in shape, but yeah, it's time for look. It's time to look to another striker. Obviously, they have Daka and Anyanacho right now. Man, that was a signing from Fulham, right? Yeah. Well, no, he's still on loan, right? Is he on loan? I don't know. He might be on loan. I know he played with them last season. Because, yeah, I agree. Uh, we move on to Wolves, who sit eighth with 25 points. Believe it or not, kind of crazy. Uh, they come off a nil-nil draw with Chelsea, and their next match is against United. Yeah, they didn't. So they're they, they, another team that didn't yeah, play. They didn't, didn't play on Boxing Day. They didn't play on Boxing Day. Um, so, I mean, th- this, is where a mo- this is a moment for United to take advantage of just because they haven't been playing, and we talked about the pressure. But I think Wolves will come out. They'll have a low block system, and they'll look to counter on on United. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a manager not getting enough credit is the Wolves manager. They sit eighth, eighth right now, twenty five points. Like they that's were way higher up too. Yeah, but that's still like a great spot for them because hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah, like if they finish that at the end of the season, I bet you if you ask any. Wolverhampton fan coming into the season where they think they finished, I bet the highest they say is maybe 11th. And they have injuries, don't they? Uh, mm. Well, just I, I talk, I think about Neto because he's so good. But I think he's, I think he's working his way back. I think, I think they're going to be at full. They could very well be at full strength against United, which is perfect for me to watch. I'm tuning in. I'm I, very mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, Wolves versus United is always kind of a good game, yeah, dude. There are like war. I, I <laughs> hate your kryptonite. When we're trying to make, when we're trying to do anything significant. Like they, they pop come up. in, they, yeah, like, they come like, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they just pop up and out of nowhere. It's, it's Adama versus Maguire on the break, and you're just like, oh god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, dude, it, it's a team that they match up very well against big six sides, and especially United. So, um, I'm definitely concerned, but yeah, I, I think they're in a good place right now. Not much to be said because they haven't played in two games. So, I mean, a big, cons- I mean, a big concern I think in the transfer window last was losing Rui Patricio, who was phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal prem goalkeeper. But and like, Saw has been, Saw has been unreal. Yeah, yeah. He's been their whole great. team has been like. Yeah, he's like a psycho. Cody's guy. been great. Um, Saiz has been great. Samedo's just been like Samedo. I mean, he yeah. gets, he'll get blown out on the. On I know. I know. He has no been problem. pretty phenomenal for a youngster, twenty years old, and he's just been. I mean, he. I think he's had pretty good. He's. I mean, we've seen him play. We know him for step overs on his on the wing. Like we know him for that funny funny ass shot that he had against oh, Liverpool, yeah. but. I mean, he went up. He went up against Salah, and I don't want to say you can't shut down Salah, but he held his own. Yeah, did his thing. Like I think he can hold his own in the prem, and I'm, I think it's pretty cool he's, for. A, he's one of those players that like, 
I grew up playing with were like they just are like their center of gravity is so good and like they're they're, they're can't fall to, can't fall yeah they like ball, they're like, they're they like, ball roll everything they're like parallel, <laughs> they're like parallel to the ground and like still getting still by the player <laughs> like it yeah. makes it makes no sense but uh, I'm looking forward to that match for sure. We move on to seventh place. The Spurs, um, they have thirty points. They're coming off a three 0 win, obviously to um, Palace, and then a one one draw against Southampton. Um, next match is against Watford. Spurs are doing well right now. I mean, Conte hasn't lost, right? Like no, nope. he, he hasn't lost since he came. Yeah, and so. that's significant, crazy significant. And we talked about before Lucas Mora, a player I wanted to shout. Um, I didn't want to get too into it just because, like, obviously. We were talking about Southampton, but he's been a player that obviously people are like, oh, he's just he's just another average player. Not an average player, but I'm, me and you, we make fun of him. Jalen makes fun of him. Yeah. But he had a man of the match performance, a goal and assist against... Um, against two assists, I'm pretty sure. Against Palace? Yeah, because he played the ball in the zone, tapped it in, and then he also played a square to Kane. There you go. He got a brace of an assist. But um, no, I think Spurs are in a good spot right now. Considering where like they were, obviously with um, how bad it was, how bad it was with uh, why am I blanking here? Uh, <laughs> you're looking at me, uh, <laughs> Nuno. Nuno, sorry, yeah. gosh, sorry, Nuno. But yeah, considering how, where they were with Nuno, and obviously the concern and Spurs fans can be a little bit drastic at times. Just like it's falling apart, it's falling apart. But right. obviously, Conte has been the right man to come in and and change that for them. And they they played the football they played against Palace was I thought was phenomenal. Right, uh, Kane getting on the score sheet. You'd expect them to get the result against Southampton. Obviously, we we praise Southampton, but we also have to look at Spurs and not obviously capitalizing on the man down early on. So um, I think I think. Um, it's a result they wanted to win. They should have won. Yeah, they, they'd be kicking they, themselves not to win it. I think they did enough to win the Southampton game. Um, to draw it? No, I mean, I think they did enough to win it because they Kane scored that really tight offsides goal against Southampton. Um, the so, goal came off the peak. Came off a PK too. Yeah, but no, I think they they played well enough where they could have won. Um, and I mean, that's that's like tough that they weren't. But I think the thing that you have to be Spurs fans, like, you can't complain at all right now. Conte, he's been perfect since he's come in, um, and he's implemented his system into the side. They're playing exactly what you'd expect a Conte side to be playing like. Kane, I mean, everyone was bagging the guy. Like, that guy, he's back for you. He, he's, like, nearly on par with, like, his striker instincts of last season. Like, right now, when he picks up the ball, like, he's taking those, like, arrowing shots towards goal. Like, they're... They're getting closer and closer before. Like two months ago, he would take a shot and it'd be like 15 rows deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, like every touch, every little, like, Run. Po- every poaching instinct is to get his team to goal. And he's he's doing it in a more attacking minded role than he did last season. And I think that's partly due to Conte. I think Conte, I think he made a statement that was like something along the lines of like, Yes, like Kane's a very capable player, but like he's someone that like needs to play in a high striking role and like he should be dropping doing, deep. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't need to be like wasting his efforts doing that. Like he needs to be worried about scoring goals. I mean, from the spot, the penalty against Southampton. I mean, there's probably not. He has the most convincing penalty. I was I was thinking it today, and I was like, I was gonna shout out Tristan because I was just like, man, like I mean, personally, my personal opinion, I think Neymar's the best penalty taker in the world. But when I saw that, I was just like. 
what can you what like <laughs> even if he if he went thing. the right way if he did everything perfect he was not touching that penalty no that no. thing was going 95 miles per hour <laughs> yeah and, and that's exactly what you want to see like kane's getting he's getting to be back and say he's like 92 percent back but it's crazy um, like obviously he still has the ability to leave and go to a top club but think about how much more he wants to say there now that conte's there yeah because it's just a high profile name and obviously not just the name but the the experience and the the management level that he brings is so significant, and obviously you see his performances have changed since Nuno's left. Right, and this is no no fault to Nuno, but given his his uh, it was tough. Given what he was dealt, all that. Um, shit, yeah. yeah, so I think I think this is good for Spurs. Obviously, they sit thirty sit with thirty points in seventh place, and they only get they'll I think they'll only go higher from here than if, lower. If they win against Watford and United and West Ham both lose, they jump to fifth. Yeah. So they're, um, they're, they're in it. They're, they're in it, yeah. They're in it right now. Mora, Kane, and um Sohn. I mean Sohn's been in form this season and he got picked he, up yeah. another. Pulled yeah. out the Spidey Selly. That was funny. <laughs> the memes were <laughs> for Darius Sanchez. It's mad funny, like what image you can capture just from a video. Because if you go like a split second later, he's smiling. But they caught him right at that picture. They caught him when he wasn't smiling, and it was hilarious. I, I saw one of his like um, uh, Spurs players adding to the cobwebs in the yeah. In the, that one was that in the one trophy was room. Up. That one was messed up. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, that, was that like, one oh. made me laugh. That was God, that was funny, brutal. but like I said, they play Watford next, so that's I think that's a that's in the bag for them. That's, yeah, that's a Conte masterclass right there, especially against a side that loves to concede goals and Ranieri's Watford side. I think Dennis, Dennis Hattrick and then Spurs <laughs> gets shut out. No, oh, no way. I don't know about that one. We'll see though. Um, we move on to the team of team of mine, United. They sit sixth place with thirty one points, coming off a one one draw against Newcastle and a two three uh, one win over Burnley. Sorry, uh, I'll, let, I'll uh, let's talk hey, Newcastle, hey, huh? Yeah, um, Andrew, give your take because I have my take on like the whole entire thing. Yeah, I think I think the break was not good for them, um, and I think they came out so flat footed against Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle were all over them. Any moment a player was pressed, he was he, instant turnover. Um, the team. The team was just—you got outplayed by. You got outplayed. Yeah, outplayed by Newcastle. They—they they had so much space, so many gaps to play through us. Uh, on the counter, they were deadly. Saint Maxi, Jolaton, like I mentioned earlier, were key players in that. Fraser even played played great against. Yeah, he had a chance. Yeah. So um, I think part of that was due to McFred. Their midfield was non-existent the entire game. And McGuire is a as a person to, to point out as well. Uh, and I wanted to talk about Rashford as well. Like Rashford's a player that. That that game especially got so much stick afterwards. People were harping on him. People saying that he's hit his heights. Um, I just why I just disagree with that in all levels. But uh, he's a player that you thought that he'd come back from injury and it, and it would work out for him, considering that he was playing under pressure, playing under injury all last season, and still having a double digit season. I don't, the game itself was horrible. There's no the other way to the describe it. Bailout. The Haya bailed us out. And I think. Crazy thousand outrageous save. Also, the first the first shot went square off the inside of the post and then bounced out to Al Murphy. Is that is that Murphy? Is that yeah yeah Yeah, Murphy? Yeah. Oh my god, the cross was terrible. Did you see him cross the ball? He dribbled down, crossed the ball. There was only four United defenders in the box, and then United like. There's no way. There's there's no way that I do. You 
I don't. I couldn't tell if that was a cross. There's I, no way. <laughs> I, I think this game was. Um, people were talking about it was on Ragnik, and they're like, "Well, what's been going on in the training ground?" I think this is players falling into a syst- falling back into a system that they relied on for three seasons under Ole, and they relied on the individual. They they weren't hungry. For, they just fell back once once the pressure was on them. You see that with we're all we all former players when things aren't going your way, you kind of fall back into what you are used to. Yeah. And it doesn't work out for you. Don't you don't stick to a new game plan when you're given one. Right. Because you don't you don't trust it enough kind of. Uh, I think that's what happened with them. They weren't pressing high. They weren't they weren't high energy off the ball. And I don't think they were ever this team to possess. Ragnick he hasn't got that in the in the side yet. And I think the midfield is part of that. Constant ter- I think you're never gonna control a game. We're never gonna control a game. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think that game showed how much this team needs actually, how much work this team actually needs. Because yes, the result against Burnley was good, but even in the second half, we sat back and we were kind of the same team, right? Um, still turning balls over, still just relying on individual players. Uh, we did have high energy off the ball, and we did score some nice goals. But uh, I'm not like too overworked over this this win with Burnley. I think it was a good result, and I think I'm I'm very very concerned against Wolves because they will play a low block system and they will counter on us. And with the likes of Maguire after both results, he's going to get opened up with by the likes of Traore, Nori, Semedo running over. Like any player that's making an overlapping run or, or trying to break through and he's left caught out, he's going to, he's going to get punished for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I'm very concerned with that with that game going forward. I was re- I was really uh I think my biggest thing from like those two games uh, I would say the first game with Newcastle, I think it was my big thing was Ralph. I thought it was really cool when um late in the second half when Matic came in. He you could see Matic like giving out the orders that Ralph said and you can see the formation change where you had like Rashford in the middle like it got really spread out but like also attackers in the middle I thought it was really cool that Rashford and I, th- I want to say Cavani were more central and yeah. like Cavani was huge for you guys against Newcastle. and just like and that, yeah I thought I thought it was really cool like that was just like a cool thing to see that they actually had, like you didn't see that with Ole like you didn't see like when a substitute is brought on with Ole, it was kind of nothing changed. It was just, let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can bring. Matic came on for, I want to say Fred. No, or McTominay. Both of them got Matic subbed off. started today, right? They got McTominay subbed off, started. and they put Bruno in the middle at the eight, and that's when the whole game changed. Like They were yeah. more attacking. Like Bruno was pinging passes at the end and of the he second was, He had a pretty shit game. He wasn't playing good at all, but yeah. at the end, I thought he played really well. I thought he was a great facilitator. I thought that it was more spread out. Obviously, he couldn't play this game because I think you said in the chat he was suspended, right? Suspended. It was a yellow card. Yeah, cause another yellow card. It was probably it was, it was um, probably like eight. he got to five or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was it's probably, probably more than four. Five. At, four out of five was probably dissension for the ref. Like it was probably just him just fucking blabbering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and players to shout today, in my opinion, Shaw played out of his mind. Great to see him back. Sancho, he looked great coming on the off the bench um, against Newcastle and looked great today. Lively driving at players, always looking to create. Um, Matic, I, Matic is a player who. Obviously, his age is questionable. People always are like, oh, like, why do we still have him? It's because he's so composed in the midfield. Obviously, he's a big presence, and I think his defensive ability is 1v1 is still okay. Like, he has the lankiness, and his, he can get stuck in. He's kind of like Fabinho with, like, how big he is. I would, yeah. say, I would say, like, obviously, this is a 
a really weird comparison. I would say he's like a really like six two, six three Modric. Like he has the intelligence and yeah. like the ball control to do whatever. But like obviously his age, like in his body, are like catching yeah. up to him. But like yeah, it's just he knows what to do. Like yeah, he, he rarely makes a mistake. And if it's a mistake, it's purely based off if he is not as fast as yeah. It's, 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 it's like his timing. Also, like, yeah. he also can't afford to give the ball away, just yeah. like Modric, because like he has like no back tracking pace. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I think out. when you see like. The midfield, McTominay and Fred with each other are like the worst common. I think both those players playing with other partners in the midfield are completely different players. Yeah. Because they're asked of different things. When they're together, they're too similar. If Fred can be just a ball winner, like Fred can be a decent yeah. midfielder. Yeah. that And you, you saw that with McTominay today. He was asked of... Matic was there to control, compose the team, and McTominay was asked to win 50-50 balls, be, just be a presence in the midfield, and like... Energy. Energy. High energy player. That's what Fred can do for you too. So I'm not saying they should be our starters down the road, but those are players that can put a shift in for you. And there was a lot of people were like people people are so weird online when they put like pictures up of like Zidane and stuff like that. It's funny, but um yeah, he had a great performance today and I'm happy that he did, but still a player that has a lot of question marks around him. Same with Fred. And I think Mat I, I want to see Matic and Donnie. I wanna I, I wanna see that partnership. The only problem German, is buddy. Only pro- I mean, not even a problem. I think Donnie has the high energy to do that. It's just maybe his physicality isn't there. I still to don't that. know what Van de Beek has done. Like every time he gets on, he's high energy. He can win balls. Like, he, can he gives a hundred percent. He's great. His he does not a he doesn't turn the ball over that much either. He's yeah. a he's he's like he can control the midfield if he wants to. That'll be like the biggest question mark of the last two the two I mean, years. Just, just it's like, like what he's done. What has he done and not deserve minutes? Yeah. Just let him. I mean, just let him go. I mean, I I, wa- I think it's time for him to go. But um, yeah, I know that's you're under a new manager, and like, I mean, not to be like a dick, but like Diogo's awesome. But like, if I'm Van de Beek, I'm like the like Diogo's playing, and I'm not playing. He played him at right wing today. He subbed him on and played him at right, and it was funny. There's, it was Wamasaka behind him, and then Diogo in front of him. Oh my god! Um, but. That was towards the later stages of the game. Yeah. But, was, yeah, no, I, I think it was today was a good performance and there was players to to obviously um, applaud. And I'm looking forward to the Wolves game. I'm hoping that we go out. I don't think Telus will start. I think it will be Shaw again. I think it will be DeLow on the right. And I'm hoping to see Matic. It's probably going to be McFred, but I would prefer to see Matic. Matic doesn't have enough Matic has to, <laughs> Matic needs to stay the starter till, at least till the end of the season. I, he can't play a full 90 every yeah. game, but... Um, yeah, he's a player that it, just so. he makes he makes the game simple for you, and he obviously is tactically very intelligent. Yeah. Did you hear? I was gonna ask. Did you hear Neville post game on uh, against Newcastle? Of course, it'd be a totally different story. Call them like wind, it'd be a totally different story if wind, we're talking winch bags. Winch bags. Yeah, they're all just like. I mean, you saw Ronaldo was like turn, it was Ronaldo someone turned the ball over. Ronaldo's like turn around, whining. Um, Bruno's obviously known to be whining, getting on other players' case when they're probably not putting in performances themselves. Um, not clapping the fans off the pitch, like that's yeah, stuff that, like that. Yeah. Like it turned around today, but like that was a game that was played. Was it? Wait, no, it was not at Old Trafford, was it? Like Newcastle game? Newcastle was at was at um was in Newcastle. It was yeah. at St. James's Park. So I guess but like the visiting fans, they come watch you play. Like how did you take all of that and like how do you want your team to respond? I, I mean, think that shows respond. the lack of leadership. 
I don't think there is a leader in this team. Yeah, Ronaldo's there. He's the be- one of the best players ever to play the game and um, still one of the best playing currently. But I think when has Ronaldo ever made the captain in a side besides Portugal? Probably never. I think the one, I mean, I think one of the biggest uh, like moments of Ronaldo having the captain's band is when they had just won the Club World Cup for Real Madrid. And he like punched that guy in the face on Real Madrid. <laughs> on, on, I think it was Gattafi. Yeah. Or not Gattafi. It was, uh, I forget who it was, but like you could see him brushing off the Club World Cup badge as he got sent off for the World Cup and he had a captain badge. Yeah. So, like, I, I think, I don't think he's a captain and I don't think he's a leader. I think, I think Bruno, I think Bruno's frustration, I think the Bruno thing is hard because it's harsh because he's just been such a consistent player for us and he's he's been that person to lift the dressing room up when they needed him. So I get he shouldn't be doing it, but I give him a little more leeway because he's Can't been in the United I also think Ronaldo's a big dressing room guy. I mean, a lot of the guys talk about like how like no one eats sugary foods anymore. Like, yeah, he, like, exactly. like I think he's like a big behind the scenes, but like Ronaldo's a very animated person when he plays. Like he's super emotional. And he backs it up with scoring goals and being in big moments. So I don't right. I, I get I think it's I, I think he should check it because there he should know that there's nobody else besides him and Bruno there. Obviously, there's not nobody else, but they're the people that a lot of those players look to because they're such high quality, big names. Um, Shaw was a good chat out by you. Shaw or De Gea? Shaw or De Gea would just like I think would be ones. I think De Gea should have the captain's armband. He's the only. He's the actually only true leader in the club. I think because he's been there the longest. He's a stoic. He's a stoic. A hundred percent. He doesn't say. He doesn't like. I I I'll be really surprised if he says anything in the dressing room and he goes out there and he deals with the bullshit that's in front of him (laughs) every day and he just does his thing. You'd hope like Varane. I thought Varane might be able to be one, but he hasn't been at the club long enough. I, th- I think De Gea is the guy. Does Magu- is Maguire still the captain? Yeah. It's just, I think it's disgusting that he is the captain. I think it's <laughs> gross that he's... He's a player that, um, you saw it today against Lennon 1v1. He just gives him acres of space because I was talking about this earlier. He knows if he commits, he's getting beat. Like, he's just in shambles all the time. Like, I just don't, like, reg- like regardless of playing, like, Ever since what, it, what is Maguire, like, it, there's few people in the club that, like, what is Maguire going to say to De Gea? What is Maguire going to say to Ronaldo? What is Maguire going to say to Veron? Well, there, like, that that was the thing that we talked about. Like, Remember? like seriously, like yeah. what what could he possibly do? You Matt to show that he's above the rest, and I don't think there's a single thing he can do. Well, I don't think it's above the rest, but it's getting their respect. And I I remember we saw that. Um, last year against Palace when he played a long ball to Rashford over the top and it went out of bounds and then and then Maguire made a comment to Rashford and then Rash- Rashford literally said fuck off like he yeah. like which is that happens in the moment but like that's also a little bit significant dude imagine like, that happened to Rashford me. too dude imagine like, like Rashford said to Roy Keane Roy Keane went in the locker room and probably ripped his balls <laughs> off or something yeah. like it would have been something scary out of a horror movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it would have not been pretty to see I, I agree I think I don't know. I, th- I think this could be his final season. I I prefer it would be for his sake and for the club's sake. Um, I don't. The money is obviously the price tag is there, but we we spent plenty on players and got rid of them t- seasons yeah. afterwards. So I don't think it's a big deal. You probably, you, you probably made the money back in kit sales. So, yeah, I think we I did. Mean, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I get the guy going. I think uh, he needs to leave. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's he's, it's not. He's twenty eight years old. He's not. It's not going to cut out here. He's lost like four finals. I mean, what what more could he? Yeah, it's just it's not looking for good for him, and I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's just I think it's a wave of players, a list of players that need to leave. I think he needs to be one of them. Yeah, unfortunately, no, he needs to be gone. But 
I digress, as Tristan always says. It's like his favorite word. <laughs> I like that word. Uh, we move on to West Ham, who sit uh, fifth with 31 points. Um, they come off the result. Sorry, I didn't have the result here. All good. West Ham lost to Southampton. Lost to Southampton, and then they beat Watford. Yeah, we talked about handedly. that. Handedly. Um, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, I'm not going to give them credit for Watford. I mean, that's what you should do. The- <laughs> They are like we talked to we kind of we were talking about it in the group chat I think when the games were going on especially against Southampton we're like this is what shows that West Ham just don't have that extra bit to be top four to yeah, be yeah their run of form in the league has been really bad and it's not like they remind not, me of Leicester they're literally just they're literally just a Leicester yeah, from that's two why years they're not they're like be, a year and a half ago they like, they also sit four points off Arsenal so they still are around top four but I think when but I think it's the teams they're losing like yeah, the teams yeah. they're dropping points to yeah. I mean yeah I'll give it to you you like lost like you lose to City in the league you beat Liverpool you um, beat Chelsea but like you can't go do it that that all means nothing when you come out and lose to Southampton um, I think they drew Brighton but like their form prior to the Watford win they had two losses a draw they beat Chelsea they drew and then they had two losses lost Arsenal yeah like they that's not form that's going to keep you in like I European mean, cha- like positions like bar um bar less in my bucket we're talking about West Ham right yeah I'm, I'm Drinking too much, but I mean <laughs> it's the seltzers. But what I'm trying to it's say is Eve, Eve here. <laughs> but like bar that, like you don't see like Liverpool or City, and like obviously Chelsea's in bad form, but Chelsea before, like they don't lose to the I don't want to say bad teams, but the lower tail teams they yeah. smoke them. Like to show the difference between, and that could be also said for United. Like to show like you're separated from the middle table to the high table, like to the top of the table, you have to beat these teams. And West Ham, no matter how many props we gave them and how many like posts you see, like they've beat City, Liverpool, Chelsea, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, but they lost to, or they drew to this team. And it's just Those like... Those could be the four games you win all season. doesn't mean much. And that could separate you from yeah. being in the Champions League to the Europa League. Yeah. Or I, you're the Europa League to the Europa League Conference. I think, I think yeah. to make Europa League would be... Still really good for them again. Um, I think that'd be a dream finish. I don't yeah. think they can do it. I think fifth is like sitting fifth right now is still really impressive. And yeah. we're not, we're not, for anybody to listen, we're not like shitting on West Ham. I think they had their 100%. best. Like they, they're they in the place phenomenal. that they're in. It's just when we talk about top four, a lot of, there's a lot of other teams that are, are like JL mentioned, that are beating these teams that West Ham need to. Because that's, yeah, that's the gaps they need to the close. Gaps they, yeah, the gaps they need to close. And, I think they did have their best. I think 2021 was their best season of league football they've ever had. Like, I think they collected the most points yeah. as a club. And David Moyes is doing a fantastic job. And I'm assuming they're going to win the best even more. And they still have Europa League. Yeah. So there's a lot to look forward to. I just don't think this is the season where I think gonna Europa happen. League is going to be a tough shimmy. That's going to be yeah, tough it's like to balance those games. But they are getting Antonio back. Um, and he came on. Um, had an instant impact in the Southampton game because they were lost in, like, the first 45 of that game. And then David Moyes made two changes at halftime. Um, they have Jared Bowen. He Ben Rama. He has seven assists and three goals this season. That's crazy numbers. Uh, I was going to ask you, you guys think Jared Bowen deserves an England call-up? Yes. Yes. He should, I think he should have gotten one when he was, like – 
obviously like as a manager you can't just go off pure hype because i think at that moment it was kind of hype but i mean the last call up or whatever yeah yeah but it it was definitely speculation that he was going to go up but i think right now like i mean you see that guy playing he's nothing but over dangerous over Grealish, hundred oh, percent. Yeah. What has Grealish done? But Grealish. He, he's gonna—he's probably gonna get called up because of just just one of Southgate's oh, boys. Yeah, it's Grealish. Yeah, it's Southgate's boy, and, <laughs> Even and Grealish has a name. Euro. Yeah, but like once Southgate gets him circling through the squad, he's like, all right, I'm gonna pick Sterling him. Sterling is a perfect example. I hope he. I, I hope Grealish. Really, I hope good, I mean, yeah. Emil Smith Rowe gets called over Grealish. Like, it's, yeah, no, I think, I think that's gonna be a tricky. The next—I don't know when the next international break is—but it's going to be a tricky situation with how that's called up. I think it's it's going to be significant too when it comes to the World Cup next next winter. That'll be a crazy World Cup. It's like who's going to get called up at all? There's going to be some big red flags in that World Cup. <laughs> and, it, and it's hard because it's, think about the injuries. Eric that might Dyer's going to get called up. It's going to be hard too because this is going to be the first World Cup where it's not going to be based off this season. It's going to be based off also. The, the next, beginning, then the big, beginning the next of that half season. of the, oh, the next yeah. season. So, Hell yeah. who's like, who? Yeah, who's going to be injured? Who's going to be informed? It's like, going to be a very like momentary decision. Like, it's going to depend on a lot in that moment. And yeah. I hate, and I hate when like, I hate when you see like the squads for those type of things, and you see like the attackers, and you're just like, that guy's not an attacker. He's a midfielder. <laughs> Phil oh, Foden's yeah. a midfielder. Like, I don't care what anyone says. He's a midfielder. Like why Thomas Mueller is putting the attackers? I'm like Thomas Mueller is he a plays midfielder. Like, he plays like center forward. Yeah, and it's just like, but he can play. He can play the. High it's nine. it's hard to. Like, I don't know. It's hard. Like it's kind you, of like a. It's hard to differentiate like what in your personal mind you think is an attacker or midfielder or even a defender. I think it's because of FIFA. FIFA does it to us. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, but yeah. I see that Cam, and then he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. left wing like every game. Yeah. <laughs> Mason but, Mason Mount could be the same thing. Mason Mount's <laughs> got to put an attacker. I see him as a midfielder. Like, yeah, yeah no, it's like, so hard. But like, those are all players that their role changes so frequently too. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That's that's definitely true. Um, we move on to Arsenal, who set fourth, thirty five points. The form that they're in is absurd right now. They come off a Boxing Day win of five nil against Norwich. They not play this midweek. They oh. pull their next match is against City, which will be very very exciting. Five um, 0 win against Norwich. That's the goals, I mean, it's Norwich, but still, the goals they scored, Saka with a brace. Yeah, I mean. Saka's incredible. I love him. They're playing, they're, I mean, I think I said in the chat, I was like, I, I put, as of right now, like Arteta's manager of the season for me, just personally off to the fact that just like. The hate he got. The hate he got, and like how low of a point Arsenal club, like not even just like the club itself, players, fans, manager, like. <laughs> They were at the lowest point, and now they're on a crazy run right now. Yeah. They're, Could you believe everybody was like Arteta out like a month ago? They were in, I mean, not a month ago. Well, a month ago, they were Arteta no, out. No, a couple weeks like, ago. Jalen's whole transformation talk. Like, yeah. Dude, they were in like 14th place with no hope. When they there lost was, to Brentford. There was nothing pulling them out of this fucking rut. And they, even last season, looking back, like their, their place on the table was horrible. I think they ended up finishing 10th, I think. To, to, um, to give context, like, no no shame to like Norwich or whatever, but they come off a 5-1 win in the EFL Cup against Sunderland. They come off a 4-1 win against Leeds in uh, December 18th. A 2-0 win over West Ham just before that. A 3-0 win over Southampton. A two, and they lost 2-1 to Arsenal. That's when everyone was going crazy. But they're off. To Everton. They're off four wins. Like, 
Yeah, and they didn't con- they didn't concede. And they didn't concede. Line, they didn't concede. <laughs> so Abba's like, gone. Abba's nowhere to be found. And he's been. They've been way been, better without. I mean, him. it's Martin. Their front line is Laka, Martinelli, and um, Saka. Saka. Saka gets amongst the goals. Tierney gets a goal as well. And you got great goal. And Smith Tierney. Rowe also. Smith Rowe came off the bench and scored that. Pepe assisted. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I mean, all of them. That's a fluid system. And I mean. Odegaard, Odie's being Odie. Odegaard is insane right now. As a Real Madrid fan, you just see that and you're just like, wow, like if like Cruz and Modric and Casemiro just like disappeared, like you would just love to have Odegaard there. Like he showed his talent at Sociedad when he was in La Liga and he went to, he went to the Prem and did the same thing. Like he's, he's out of his mind. Such a long time coming that guy. I remember when he was like 15 and he was going to be like the next guy. I'm glad because like there's so many players you see at like 15, 16, 17 that just disappear. Ready to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was the, um, the Milan guy, Mansoor? Mansoor, he was like the guy for like, I remember watching him on Instagram when I was like in high school. Like, this guy's oh. 15 years old. I'm 15. He's like, this guy was a little. Who was El Sharawi? Was another one. Who was the Turkish guy? Uh, Emre Moore. Yeah. He was like, more. He wasn't like fifteen. He went. He, he like went 17. to. He went to Dortmund and like Liverpool never, was supposed to sign. I yeah. wanted to sign him so bad. And it's just like it's crazy how like careers can just like either sidetrack, not go as planned, but like Odegaard, things happen basically. Yeah, and they don't happen for the best. He. I mean, players. he was back in. Um, he was back. I don't want to say uh, he's Norwegian, right? It's Norwegian. He was. He was in the air division, maybe. Like Odegaard was went from top of Spain. Back to where we, and then back to Spain. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. And it's just like it's glad it's. I'm happy to see that his talent is not going unnoticed. And it's, I think that a lot of that is leading Real Madrid, like right when the opportunity was given to him, instead of like waiting around. Yeah, it, and it wasn't like a, it, and it wasn't like a animosity. He was yeah, just like, it it, he, yeah, he was just like, I love Real Madrid, but like I need playing time. I gotta I, play. This yeah. is this is what's best for me, and it's great. Exactly, and he still looks the same as he did ten years ago or whatever. Yeah. How old is he now? That left boot, man. 22? Not 10 years ago, like 20, five years ago. 22, <laughs> 22 23? Yeah, yeah no. Not, not, I'm glad to see that he's doing well. Um, and I don't think this will be... I don't think Arsenal are, like, perfect. We're not no. trying to say that either. They'll get a loss. They'll, they're going to get They're going to get a loss. City. <laughs> yeah, City's going to... Not just City. I think they'll get a loss. They struggle against the top four still. But the I, big, I think big they four. will get a loss the likes of, like, Southampton or, or, or Brighton or Leicester. Like, they'll, they'll pick up a... A loss there, and I think they what they have to look forward to is the youngsters in their squad, the likes of Martinelli, Smith Rowe, Saka, Tierney. Um, Tierney's goal was sick, and these like players that are coming, that are shaping the club to what it will be come next season. And if they finish, even if they finish just outside of the top four, and they have these good results and these these moments of brilliance. They get rid of these players that are toxic to the club, like Aubameyang, and some of them that have overstayed. They welcome like Chaka. Yeah. They have a lot to look forward to come next season, and I think Arsenal hitting between fourth and sixth would be. I'd be happy. I'd, I think Arsenal fans should be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, you can't go from like tenth or whatever to second. Yeah, with or, the likes of obviously United and Spurs who have invested a lot. Yeah, I mean, and with the caliber of managers they have right and now, and the fucking first three teams, like yeah, like sorry, Arsenal, yeah, they're not, yeah, yeah, Chelsea, Liverpool, and City are untouchable right yeah. now. Yeah, and I think um, Lacazette's importance is going to be it's going to be really interesting to see because I thought he was a player that 
one of those ones looped into that has overstayed his welcome, but I think he's kind of like put his cards on the table. I think he's he's committed to Arsenal and his importance lately, I think has been understated from the perspective of like, yes, Arsenal has all these youngsters, but they need a leader and a veteran player to look to when the times get difficult and Laka's in form right now. And I think he's willing to take these young guys under their wing. And he's kind of like... When he first came out of France, he was a little lackadaisical and stuff, but I think he's really bought into like that Arsenal mentality, and I think he wears the bad badge proudly. So I think he'd be willing to do that. So I'm curious to see how they go about, whether they sell him or not or let him go. But I think he's someone that kind of deserves some appreciation because like, he could be a leader and someone who leads the line for Arsenal to help guide all this young talent to success. Cause like if they don't have a leader for when things get tough, it could just rip itself apart yeah. in a way, especially so. next season. If they don't have someone to look to, I mean, if they don't have Abba, I mean, I'm pretty sure other than Abba and Lacazette, they don't have a central striker. If I'm not mistaken. No, that would no, be the only one he can play on the wing. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he's definitely, I agree with you. He's definitely someone, he's definitely someone that could be, he could step up. Yeah, and be I what mean, they need him. I say, like, I say, they keep him. Been pretty I good. say they should keep him. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, yeah, I mean, sometimes he just scores crazy goals. He definitely has that curler effect. That yeah, he had the one. Um, what soccer played the ball across, and he hit it one time and just fucking belted it in the top corner. Yeah. It was like perfect curl. Mm-hmm. It was on. It was that Ramsdale almost choke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Back, back to front, goal. and then it just was like a beautiful goal at the end. Yeah. Um, we are getting through the thick of it now. Um. We are at Liverpool with third place, 41 points. They did not play midweek, but they played Boxing Day. And obviously, sorry, they played midweek. They didn't yeah, play Boxing Day. Boxing Day got postponed. It got postponed. But they played against Leicester, obviously losing 1-0. Connor, give us your thoughts. Love to hear that. Yeah, um, I don't know. It was. I'm not going to dwell too much on it, but the performance was lacking. Um, we looked a bit confused against Leicester. Um, and it's definitely weird. It, it was, was definitely a weird Liverpool side to see. Yeah. I mean, we didn't score a goal for the first time in I don't know how long, like in eternity. It's just a, it's a, I said, I mean, one of the Insta pages said like almost 30 something games. Yeah, like it's the weird. first game you've never scored. Held scoreless. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't even a game that we couldn't have scored, but like Salah missed a penalty, missed us a follow up. Sadio Mane missed a, absolute clean break that should have been tucked away so the chances were in it but when you watch the performance itself there was no creative purpose um and i think that's due to the uh, we missed diago in the midfield um we got for it's not that we didn't get forward but we didn't do anything when we got you control you controlled the game i would say pretty steadily yeah like we had plenty of possession lester took their 10, 15 minutes to really hold their own against us. Um, the defending was good at t- like it was good enough to get the win and get the result. But like it was just it looked like last season in February when we would come up against like these teams that we should be beating. But when we go forward, we're like mindlessly whipping the ball in. We're not trying to play between the lines. Our touches are poor. Um, Lester kept give it, gifting us the ball. Out of the back. They kept gifting us the ball, but when we picked it up, our first touch was sloppy. We couldn't capitalize on it quick enough. And I mean, I, Vir- Virgil said it himself after the game like, we didn't take our chances. And I think Mo and Sadio are guys that you expect to take their chances, and they didn't on the day. And then Jurgen 
as I'm kind of trying to get at this creative purpose where like, not only are you like doing things like you can't just be creative and go forward. Like you need to have that instinct to go forward and find the back of the net, something that city's so good at. Um, but Jurgen said there was no rhythm and, um, I liked his response. He didn't blame, he didn't like blame. He's been complaining about all the fixtures, everything like that, but he didn't blame it on this. He said there was no rhythm. Um, we take the loss. We need to learn from it. A loss is nothing if you don't learn from it. And we need to get back to playing Liverpool football. And what was played on the day was not Liverpool football. He was asked about the gap. The gap with City for Liverpool is now nine points. Um, we have a one game in hand, but still that only closes it to six, assuming we win. But Arsenal got to step up this weekend. Jurgen's like, <laughs> Jurgen said, he's like, we don't need to worry about that. Like, yes, like City is well clear of us, but like the thing we need to do is just play Liverpool football consistently. And that's, and we need to, this performance needs to teach us to do that and how important that is. So, I mean, well said. I saw like a, I saw a thing on Twitter. I don't know if you agree. Like, do you think Sadio Mane needs someone to push him? Do you think he's not, I don't want to say comfortable cause he's not where he's from in his life. Like he's never comfortable. Like he's always striving, but do you think Jota, I wouldn't even say is that person for him. I don't think he like it's not Two co- like roles. yeah. Like I do you think they need another left winger just to like be like Sadio like like the same thing with what we were saying with Juan Basaka like all, all the time last season. Like do they need like another right back like person in the right back position to like well today yeah <laughs> just so, just to get like get in his mind like I need to do something this game like. Sadio started off the season hot, and I don't say he's ice cold, but I would say he's definitely not providing the way that Jota or Salah provide, in my opinion. When do you need him? When you need him I, in big moments? I yeah, feel like, as of late. I mean, it's hard because he started this season extremely hot. hot. He started and great. That was coming off a season last year where he admitted it was the hardest season of his life and he was out of form. Like he knew he wasn't good enough. So I think he's a player that reflects on his game like all the time he's always looking to his game and he in these moments he knows he wasn't good enough and I'm sure he's going to bed every night right now thinking about that chance that he blew against um Lester but when you watch his like game footage of old versus like what he's doing now like he would take these chances that he's getting with such ease and I don't know if a player behind him that pushes him would be good for him or bad for him Mm because I think it's a mental thing yeah and I think also he I think he struggled struggled in his recovery from the whole COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if it'd be, he's already a, a little bit of a headsy player. Um, and I don't know if like having someone behind him to put pressure on him would make it that much worse. Cause like he expects himself to be great and he holds himself to that high standard. So, or it could just be his time at, at Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, it could be that I think we do. I think we need to add, a young, talented, attacking player to our front three. I think it could be... I think this upcoming summer would be a summer where you consider selling him just to get funds before he gets to the point where he's too old to make... I think I think we... Sh- I, I don't want to say we should because he very well could recover and get back into form this season. But if there's one player in the front three that I'd want to sell, it's it'd probably be him because I think he has the high... It would have the highest market value and I obviously don't want Salah to leave. So... Yeah. Um, and Bobby's not going to demand that much market value. Bobby's also more complacent in a role-playing role. Like, Sadio would be you, fucking you, rip shit if he wasn't playing week in and week out. But yeah, Bobby yeah, yeah. is fine being a guy that can come on, knows what he has to do. So, like, 
and he doesn't. He's not going to drive and you, the market. And you don't expect. And you don't, yeah, and you don't expect the same things out of Bobby that you expect out of Sadio. Like right. it's a little different. So I mean, I I agree with you. Just like I I don't think you should sell him, but I definitely think you should bring someone in. I would rather you put your money inside. I would rather you keep your faith in Sadio, but definitely invest in something else just so like that's the trouble so so it, trouble I, I think then, like, i think like you said because like they don't buy someone unless they sell someone like that's how they do business yeah so that's why your yeah. team's always like if any people get injured it's like the end, end of the world there in liverpool but i think like you mentioned like Jalen mentioned bring someone in young not that can take it the place from him but if that happens if they need to sadio's like okay someone's there there's a threat for my position, but it's not like it's guaranteed. It's not like a player coming in and instantly starting over him. It's like somebody's yeah, just there. Not signing or replacing. No, you're, you're, you know you're signing I mean? a signing a young talent that comes in who will, who will mature underneath Jurgen, but if he if it ever needs to happen, Sadio knows like, okay, this is this is possible. Yeah. Liverpool doesn't really have that many wingers at all. No. I, I mean, think everyone every, behind, everyone's central. Not even much. behind you ever we re- play like we play with width, but like our widths come from our wing back. So like, yeah, like you have a Rigi, you have Oxlade, Minamino. I don't count as a winger because I don't. I want Harvey Elliott back. Yeah, he's how I many? So good. He's got. Some, he, he's back in training. Uh, I don't know if he's back to full training, but he's like out on the training pitch yeah. doing yeah. exercise, exercising and stuff. So he's someone that I like. See this game, and I'm like, damn, like I would have loved to have him. But Chelsea, Liverpool this Sunday. Um, we have yeah. we have matchups this weekend that are very significant in the title race. You two playing each other and City playing Arsenal. So you're going to beg, obviously, to get a win, and you're going to beg for Arsenal to get some sort of result against City. Even yeah, City needs to drop points. They've won 10 in a row. Yeah. Like, it's Christmas time. Christ. <laughs> oh, my god! <laughs> they could be running away with it. Yeah. But we move on to Chelsea. Oh, boy. They come off a one. Bottlers of the century. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to pull it up here. I thought I had Jalen, that's your league winner. They come off a 1 1 draw against Brighton. I mean, 3 1 win over Villa. I mean, I haven't. I I don't. I mean, yeah, they're my league winners, and I. You can't deny City. Like, I I don't know what to say. Oh, sorry. They said uh, second one, obviously, with 42 points, and they said eight points off City right now. Yeah. I mean, they're just. Their form is interesting. They're above Chelsea. I mean, I they're above feel Liverpool. for Tuchel. They have an extra game on us. They've, they they've definitely. Matches. I I would definitely 19. like the way like I don't want to say like the media portrayed it and blah blah blah. But Tuchel's definitely on the shit stick when it comes to games. Bro, they've and had playing. like seven. How has Chelsea not had a game postponed when they've had like seven COVID cases within their side? And you saw they had all times. You saw a post match when he's like, "How? Yeah, I'm out of the title race. How do you expect us to be in the title race when we have COVID and we have COVID?" Um, outbreaks and we have injuries yeah. plaguing us. I, I feel for Tuchel because like he had them playing really well. Obviously, we saw what they were before the holiday period. He's new. He didn't he didn't coach them through the holiday period last season. Like he wasn't there yet, so it's a completely new experience to him. But it's like I don't know that their players aren't living up to it either. Whether they're fatigued or what, but like. I'll give them credit for the Villa win. That's a good win. I mean, they had two penalties. They were clear penalties. Obviously, Jorginho tucks them, but... Mason Mount's been like they, the, a bright player for them, I'd yeah. say. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's leading them in yeah. goals and assists. He has, yeah. I think, seven goals, four assists. And, those are, and then a lot of those are strictly December. I would say, like, he's definitely been, like, the main guy this and propelling them yeah. forward. So, but Chelsea against Brighton. Brighton took it to him. Brighton, like, completely took it, like, played him off the pitch, was asking all the questions. Chelsea was just... Jorginho was horrible. I've been, I told you guys that. He fucking was giving the ball away. He sits deep in front of the back line, doesn't do anything. Um, and then their only hope in that game was when they brought Conte on. And Conte came on, and Golo came on. Um, and he's, he came 16. off injured against West against Villa. Yeah, he, hasn't, so, he hasn't been healthy in a minute. So no. they, they definitely, he definitely was not up to play, I don't think, in that game. Um, and they probably just needed him because of... They saved... Like, he kept him in the game until the 91st minute or whatever, and then they conceded, and, like, the guy can't do it all. But, like, when he came on, he gave Chelsea control back, um, and he was helping them get forward. They started to put the pressure on Brighton, but then um, Brighton took that one last push when it came late in the game, and, and Golo can't do it all. The rest of the midfield, Kovacic... I think I, I he's coming off. Is he coming off an injury? I don't know if he is, but he was totally I think he was un- injured. He, Kovacic. Kovacic. Yeah, I mean, I think he looked yeah. super unfit. Callum Hudson Odoi, a young player, wasn't tracking back well. I think he's fatigued. So I think I think it's just catching up to Chelsea. But Mount has been very impressive. You know, um, we say it's catching up to Chelsea, but Reese James went off injured. This, I'm I'm not trying to like downplay anything Chelsea's going through, but we talk about. They've been through a lot, but we talk about also Brentford being through a lot. We talk about Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester. teams, Leicester. Tell Leicester going through a lot, and Chelsea have million dollar, hundreds of million dollar worth in players. And I mean, all of them are on loan. We also saw all those graphics <laughs> yeah. of like beginning of the season. It was like Chelsea's depth at each position. Yeah, it it's was like, like it, they and they had like three guys at every position. And you see, Chilwell now is completely out. Chills, um, yeah, done. He's probably done. Reese James went out. He walked out in crutches yeah. out of the stadium. So it's injuries played them, and I feel for them. But, I mean, it happened to Liverpool last season. Yeah. So I don't, it's tough. I don't know. I don't think, uh, they still have quality. They still have quality to win games and be a threat. So um, I think, yeah, I don't think City are that far off with it yet. But that's when you, this is when you need to see that Tuchel magic that everyone Praises, praises, and what they want to talk about is squad management and how much he can rotate a like a side. You want to see that right now. You want to see how much he can manage them, how much he can keep your key players healthy, how much you can say no, don't train today, no, don't do this, don't yeah. do that, and say I need you for this game. Yeah, exactly. Kinda, I think they play. They play Liverpool. I think they play City after Liverpool. <laughs> like, exactly. So so it's like what what can he do in these next play, in this next week and a half, two weeks to So their next so they play Chelsea, I mean they play Liverpool, then they play Spurs in the FA in the FL Cup uh, semi-final first leg on January 5th, so 3 days after that. Jesus Christ. And then they <laughs> 3 days after that they play Chesterfield in the FA Cup third round. I thought and then they play Is there a huge break? It might be. City it might be. A tough game. Is it international? And then, and then no, it's it's not. But it's EFL. The second leg is the twelfth, and then they played City the fifteenth. Yeah, that, they. I don't know. They have a tough run of games. They might need those guys to start coughing on other people. So they <laughs> they played Liverpool once, Chelsea, Spurs twice. 
they're gonna bench. They're gonna play like their whole youth they squad. They have to duck out against Chesterfield, yeah. And then they play Tottenham again, and then no, they play City. Sorry, then, but then they play Tottenham on the twenty third. They play Tottenham three times in like a week. God bless. <laughs> and then they have the Club World Cup February 9th Tuchel might walk out. <laughs> Dude, they have so many games. That's the Club World Cup February 9th Yeah, because they won the championship. Yeah, that's League. so weird. But, That's crazy. Sorry, yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I was a little harsh on that, but yeah, they have a tough, but they have quality. We move on to the, the final, <laughs> the final team in first place with fifty points, eight points above the I rest. Have no, I have nothing to say about the squad. Chelsea, uh, they're off a one nil win from Brentford just a couple of days ago, and um, their next matchup is, is against Arsenal. Uh, before that, they didn't play. I don't think. Before that, did they play Boxing Day? City. Yeah, I don't think they did. Um, I had something written down about <laughs> something. Sorry, so, yeah, they played. So they're off a one 0 win over Brentford and a six three one uh, win over Leicester City. Six three, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's who they played. We talk about them in the Christmas period and how it's the one team the holiday period doesn't touch. Doesn't phase them. Um, they also have not been hit with COVID. They haven't been hit with injuries. Like unscathed. If, if okay. I mean, they are the one team that even if COVID hit them and they had 10 injuries, they'd still be fine. It's crazy how adversity for them is probably, it's like nothing, it's for, nothing for them. And it, that's a testament to Pep Guardiola. That's a testament to these players and their professionalism and their ability to go through that. Um, obviously, they have the money. They have the backing, but money can only get you so far with all these injuries. You're seeing it happen to Chelsea. They have all the money in the world as well. Um, and I think they're doing everything right. They walk in and they score, obviously, four against Leicester. Obviously, they concede eventually, but they're able to do that. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Brentford, even that performance, like, as much as Brentford did what they did and they gave it a valiant effort, like, City suffocated them. Like, yeah. City was up 1-0, and they were fine being up 1-0 because Brentford touched the ball barely at all. Like, they did, they didn't. Uh, I think the possession margin seventy seven percent to twenty three percent. Like, could that's, you? That's just you pass around. Like the twenty three percent is really you just you pass around the bat the entire game. Yeah, yeah. That's and like then you huff it up center field, back, huff it up field, and you lose it. So, props to City. Like they they did what they had to do. And if you want to look on how to kill off a game, the other team can't do anything if they don't have the ball. So, um, that's. Pep at its finest. City City fans, we don't have to talk about you guys that much. And you guys are perfect. But if there's one player I want to talk about, it's Jack Grealish. Especially as, after his performance against Brentford. I don't know why he still plays. <laughs> um, he just looks like he doesn't belong there. No, yeah. I don't. He he looks disinterested. Uh, he's even when he's on the ball, he doesn't look very creative. He he he's keen to just play it back or side to side or play it back. It's Doesn't a look shame to go too, because like you look at what Ferron was doing last season, like they didn't need to sign. And it, and it's Jack. funny because like with the Ferron thing, like a lot of people like obviously with the whole Barca having no money thing, and it's just like they were just like the move is just getting shit on. Like why would Barca do that? Like he hasn't proven anything. Like I get it. Like the inflated money, fifty five mil for this player plus add ons is just like absurd. Like. I agree. Like, is Ferron worth 55 mil? I don't know. But I know for a fact that he's shown the potential last season. He's had a hat trick. In the Euros, in the Euros, he was was unreal. He was was a great player in the Euros. He had a hat trick in City with 
during the season in the Prem. Crazy hat trick. And it was at striker when they had no like they had no striker. They Pep said you need to play striker. They, he didn't put foot in there. He put Sterling there. Like he put foot. He even he play put, Jesus. I might have been injured, but yeah. It's I don't know. I I just think that he he got like this got a lot of slack and it it's just wild that like what they can do at all times and Pep can inspire all of them. It's crazy what they literally survive off the greatest form out of like their play. Like Gundawan last season, like went on that crazy run, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then like right now, I would right now I would say. De Bruyne is finally like it was Bernardo. Out. Now it's De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Bernardo was oh my god, he was the, like the whole lethal, first third lethal. Of the and like yeah. if De Bruyne drops off after like two months or after a month, it'll be Mares coming back from yeah. Afcon. Yeah, just unreal. Just like, Mares has also been. I think he has the most goals for City. I think he might be the leading scorer. So like, yeah, I think I think I, I'm pretty sure Sterling might be. It's probably it's probably in contender for Player of the Month for December. I oh, mean, yeah. he, he's been unreal in the Prem. Yeah, so it's like they have all these great players, and it's they don't all have to be on their best no. on their day for yeah. them to win, which shows that like they all they always have someone to look to, which not every team does. Yeah, and. Ferran Torres was definitely a weird move for me. I thought it was like he showed all quality that he could be a great city player. I think I one thing I want the, my personal opinion was like it's just like I it I saw like it was just like he just want to go back to Spain. Like I I he personally wasn't playing. I, I I don't no, yeah, yeah he, he wasn't, wasn't he wasn't playing at all and like with the Jack Grealish move, it's weird to have when Farron definitely saw Jack Grealish came in, he was definitely like, oh, like that definitely won't affect me. Like it might affect the other players. And it, it affected him directly. And it's just like, well, I'm yeah, not playing. Great. I'm not playing. And I'm in England. Like this, this, this sucks. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like this, is, yeah, this is like different from his, what is he, 22, 23? Yeah. Like he's going to go to Barca and be, I mean, Barca's average age almost at this point once they lose. And like, he's young. Like he wants to, like he's from Spain, a different culture, different lifestyle. He's like, all right, I want to go. He could be a main man. Home, he could dude. be a man, main man for Barca. Yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah. And the other thing about, so there's the Grealish thing, obviously not up to par, but the other thing I hear City fans saying is like this whole, oh, we, like they're still on that. Oh, we don't have a striker. Oh, da, da, da. I think they need to be careful in stating that because I think if they go to like a traditional number nine, they become a lot less threatening and a lot more one-dimensional if they start. Like, yes, it could help them, but with how they play right now with like this fluid front three and this attack. Interchangeable everywhere. And it's like if like obviously um, a big... If they get talking, hot, uh, yeah, like, the big talking point is like what Tristan in and like in our chat. I always say like he's never going to city, and he's like, well, now they have fifty five mil to like just go. Yeah, elsewhere. but like if Holland ha- ha- like, went to city, like can he interchange? If he doesn't get, can he go to the left wing? Can he get to the right wing? Like Pep's Pep's side is that type of thing. Like right. when he was at Barca, like he had he couldn't was, do it. It, 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 was, it was it was Messi, Pedro, and. Yeah, and in Alexis Sanchez, David and, Villa. They, and they could, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they could move. That's what I mean. And that's why that's it? why it didn't work with Zlatan. Yeah, exactly. Do you exactly. want it? Do you want to lose what you have now on like this? Like, duh. it's beautiful football that you play. Like, do you want when Holland and Holland? Yeah, great talent. But say he comes to City, every ball needs to go through him. Like. Every single ball, and you just need to feed him all game long. And you're one. That's what Dortmund is. You know what you, I mean? If you want to look at Holland, his least, his worst attribute is ability to control the ball. In my opinion, yeah, yeah. 
And like, like if he, if you had to pick an attribute that he's his heading's great, his finishing not to great. say bad, but it's definitely his least it's developed n- attribute. It's not and pep. Ju- style. It's not like, pep. It's not pep level. If you put him in that side, like his his you put him in that city side, his passing sequences are going to look. The timing's going to be off. It's going to look yeah. clunky. It's not going to be that free flowing, fluid, Gundogan, Foden, back to like what was it? The goal they scored. Um, but it was like just a little touch in to, to De Bruyne and then De Bruyne played it wide and it was like a perfectly timed run, but it was like the quickest little two, two, three passes and then they get a cross and then yeah. I forget who scored, but was this like, against uh, Brentford? It was, or against no, Leicester. it wasn't the Foden goal. It was the Leicester goal. I, okay. I think it was like the third. I don't one of the, one of the, oh, it was, it was literally just like this quick little play out the on the good, right the hand good, side. Was it the Gundogan goal? Yeah, I think I so. I think Gundogan yeah. got Schmeichel, a rebound, but it Michael like, pushed out the cross. Yeah, yeah, Gundogan got the rebound. That but play on the right hand side, like, I don't know. I mean, all Pep's play are the same. Like, they all, like, you could rep- lose one and replace it with the same player because he recruits the same exact. <laughs> Yeah. They they have the same. He sees it. And he's like, that's my player. It's yeah. crazy how similar it is to Barcelona. Like yeah. you said, like you met, like the front three and then the midfield also. Yeah, they're not like big. I mean, obviously they have Rodri, but they had he has Busquets at at Barcelona. Rod, Rodri is a literally young Busquets. Yeah, it's it's sorry, <laughs> probably a bigger Busquets too. Uh, but they're they're not losing. They're not losing for yeah. a minute. You got you City fans are in for a Liverpool's in for a little bit. See how season. they can uh, catch up unless Crystal Palace pulls a five zero against City. Oh, uh, quickly oh, before so we wrap it up here, we have the points. Uh, Tristan sent them over. Real quick. All right. Tristan no, finishes first with no five points. We still have, we, we scored horribly, by the way. Tristan this was top two weeks, bro. Two weeks, five points for Tristan. Me, I came in second with four. Connor, you also tied for the second for four. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then Jalen, you had Damn, three. Damn, Jay. No shame. No shame. Jay's been on a... Uh, Tristan must have been, I don't know, he must have been drunk. He must not know he must that have mis- I come in first every time. Miscalculated because Jalen needs to finish first. Um, but thank you, Tristan. Appreciate that. Miss having you here. Guys, the Hallowers Podcast, be sure to follow us on on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. I said that already. Uh, follow us there. We'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye-bye now. Subscribe, like, peace.